welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. Uh, thank you for being here today. It is a brisly, brisk, whatever you want to call it. It's 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 like 12 degrees here in Texas. Um, I am joined, I wish in studio, but unfortunately not. He's, he's fishing in Florida right now. He's fishing in Florida. We got David, a.k.a. Viva Frey, Viva Fry. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the picture of the fish I caught. Yeah. yeah. Right there. It's, it yeah. He's literally, you literally send this to me when I'm driving. I'm braving the snowy, icy covered roads just to get in studio so we can have this interview because I know we scheduled this last week. And this dude is just like, oh yeah, I'm fishing in Florida. Having a good time. Barefoot fishing t-shirt shorts. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, and it's a, it's, it's a mildly humid, hot day. It's, it's actually quite nice. It is. What's it, the temp it, there? Uh, um, I don't know. So what do I want to say? 75 degrees, maybe? Man, that's crazy. That's it, crazy. It, it, it's not cold enough to wear pants or shoes. <laughs> so he's, he's naked <laughs> from the waist down. I, I'm, I'm not sure wearing anything. No, I, I walk the community barefoot and, you know, I walk my dogs and everything. It's, it's, it's it, but the reality, you end up missing the seasons and you end up forgetting what month it is because it always feels like anywhere between May and August. Mm. Um, but I did go back to Canada for Christmas and... I didn't miss that weather. It was it was yeah. the crappiest of the winter weather because it was cold, damp, but not super cold, not no snow, and just like miserable. And then I got sick, and mm. that's it. Yeah, I I, I kind of I like having four seasons. Unfortunately, in Texas, it goes from hot as hell to we're freezing. Where'd this come from? That's literally we don't have a fall. The leaves just green, then eh, dead. That's you it. You showed me a picture, and I th I thought, forgot for a second where you lived because I, I yeah. Texas was always hot. Um, I was down there in the summer. It was it was it was blisteringly hot. Bro, but, yeah, it's I nuts. It's nuts. I, yeah, it's like the last three years around this time, we get a really, really bad freeze. Um, I think it's going to be this way for the next two or three days. And about two years ago, there was a massive car pileup in one of the main interstates here in DFW, and it killed like 30 to 50 people. It was bad. Well, I mean, then you, you uh, now just I went to Rumble so I can follow the chat and really enjoy the punishment. Um, no, no, they're a good group, man. They're not going to attack I, you I, like that. Oh, oh, wait, wait until we get into the, I'm joking. <laughs> Who cares? Um, nah. they're, they're usually good, really, really good people, man. They attack the ideas. They'll debate that. But I, I've encur I encourage them. Like, I don't want the personal ad hominem attack. There's no but now people are going to talk schmack. That's just the way it goes sometimes. No, but yeah. I'd be curious to know how many of our audience don't overlap. Like right now, I think I, I would wonder if a, you know, a substantial portion of people watching know who I am. I see Viva is a weird Florida man. So one person. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put it away. I'm going to get distracted. You're good. You're good. You get these pileups in Texas because nobody has winter tires. Nobody knows really how to drive in winter conditions. No. And uh, you get one one freezing over like in California or like certain areas where they're not used to it. Yeah. And it's a disaster. Well, I mean, you can't blame Texans. I see that, uh, you know, circulating the interwebs and people are kind of like, well, yeah, you can't drive in Texas in the snow. It's like, no, because we don't get snow. If it snowed a lot, we could drive because we'd be used to it. But it's it's dangerous here, man. It's like you really have to watch out for other people because they're not focused. And even last night I was driving home um, from uh, we were doing tango and it's like eight o'clock at night. It's already starting to flurry. It's in the negative or excuse me, it's in the teens. Therefore, it's below freezing. So in my mind, it's like, start watching out for black ice. Dudes are just barreling down the freeway. And I'm like, what the hell is your price? And then these other people, like on these one roads, because I live out in the country now, and this guy is like riding my ass. And I'm just like, dude, I was like, this is like freezing conditions. This is how accidents happen. And you just, yeah, you, you, the, the bad thing is you got to deal with other morons that just don't use um, basic precautions is what it turns into. 
one of the questions I remember from our my driving exam is where do you get the most pileups? And they said on turns, country roads, highways. And the answer was highways because people are going too fast. And yeah. you know, winter tires is one thing, but I not a lot of people take care of their tires in general. So you're driving on basically slicks on ice. It's uh, it's a disaster. Well, imagine you got a lot of that up in Canada. Oh well, we have we have by law as of I think it's November fifteenth. You have to have winter tires on. All seasons don't work. Uh, mm. Leak. You got to put winter tires on by November fifteenth until, let's say March or April, uh, and you know people take it seriously. And then even, oh, even yeah. then, even then, like people, you know, the, the driving is objectively miserable when there's ice, snow, and even with you know winter tires, yeah. you'll just slide into the car in front of you. So <laughs> you, you definitely get used to it. And uh, it's, that it's, sucks. I that sucks. Yet. I was I was actually very fortunate. The gym was pretty much empty this morning. Nobody wanted to go out, and I'm like, yes, it's like all to myself. Outstanding. Ah, now, but uh, John, the question is, I made the joke on the internet. Are you ready for what's coming down tonight? Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. How, how does it work? Like, when do we find out the results? Uh, is it is it a placing system? Do they split delegates based on percentage of votes? How does it work? So I think it ends tonight at 9. I know it kicks off at 7 p.m. Um, and I'll be streaming it live tonight, by the way. And if you're going to stream, let me know, because I'd love to have you call in or vice versa and, and weigh in and stuff like that. Because even though we disagree on some things, I do I do love the way you you present your facts and stuff like that. I saw <laughs> I saw this weekend and last, uh, what was it, Friday or Thursday, you're going at it with these, these clot shot uh, proponents. Oh. Like, oh, my God, dude. Well, first of all, they, okay, so for those who don't know, I did a Twitter space with they call themselves scientists. They're not, yeah. Many of them are anonymous. The ones whose identities are disclosed or have been dis are, are public. Mm. I don't, you know, I don't know who the heck. Well, what's amazing is that back in the day when when Malone was coming out saying the jab is, you know, it's going to cause all sorts of problems. They said, "What does he know? He's not an epidemiologist. No, he's only the person who, you know, partook in the creation of mRNA technology. Oh, yeah. he 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 was an expert in that." When an epi epidemiologist comes out, he's not an expert in that subfield. When Mal when Malhotra comes out, oh, he's not an epidemiologist. He's only a cardiologist. Yeah. And yet these idiots on Twitter who are PhDs and whatever, not even practicing clinicians, they, when they say what they think is right, they become the experts who everyone has to defer yeah. to. I've, um, look, as a lawyer, for those who don't know, I practiced for damn near 13 years at a big law firm, went out, started my own. Uh, there's the joke in the industry that, you never really wanted to take a doctor as a client because you don't want to take a lawyer as a client either. They're a cluster, you know, B, whatever the hell it is, yeah. personality type. They a. know best. They're, they, yeah, they're, they're obnoxious people and they make for bad clients mm. or difficult clients. Uh, anybody who listens to that, whether or not you thought I was frantic, manic, yelling, whatever, these were the most insufferable group of arrogant, pompous pricks you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And they're still, they're still going on about it four yeah. days later. So I must have struck something of a chord. But, uh, Educated idiots, man. And I like the way that they position themselves or they posture rather to where it's like, well, we have a PhD and you don't. Therefore, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, look, I think we've, we've gone beyond this idea that advanced Ivy League education sets you apart in any measure. Because realistically speaking, I don't have to be a mechanic to know if my car is broken. I don't have to be an epidemiologist to look at this vaccine and say, hmm. I don't necessarily trust it. We've got a lot of doctors out there debating against it, some for it. And where it stands with me is like, I'm not going to debate the vaccine because here's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't study it to that level. I just believe and I debate the points of freedom to choose. If you want to get it, go get it. I personally don't. I don't believe in the mandates. I don't believe in any of this stuff. But a lot of these people, they just, they try and take this position to try and belittle you, say, you're not as educated. Like that one Ian guy, like he and I, like I just troll that moron. He's he's such an idiot. Just kind of like. There's, there's good reason to believe he's an actual 
government asset. There was a Substack written which breaks down, you know, the fact that he works with the military. I sent uh, that to you. Yeah, somebody yeah, sent yeah. it to me. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, you sent it to me. No, I mean, like, uh, at the end of the day, I don't really care because they could be assets, they could be idiots, they can be whatever. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're wrong. But the guy is like talking about personality. The guy suffers from clinical narcissistic personality yeah. disorder. If anybody has never encountered someone like that, you'll know it when you see it. And it's important to be able to identify it so you avoid these people as clients as a lawyer. But clear as day. Uh, but who was the other one? You know, it, there was like two or three of them that that kept trying to belittle you. Well, they were dog. I listened to the Twitter space briefly, and they were dogpiling you. And it was one of those things like, part of me was like, you shouldn't have went in there because you're not. It's the big. The biggest thing is, and this is why I like having you on the show. You will make good faith arguments. I, I can rely upon that, and I respect that. They won't. You will not find common ground to debate from. And when you first went into that, dude, it, it was just like. They well, were going to dogpile you no matter what you said. You could produce like empirical, peer-reviewed, and I love this. This is the other part that uh, we've seen this displayed throughout the COVID period was the peer-reviewed researched articles. The peer reviews are coming from nothing more than activists parading as scientists. And it's like you do realize that saying peer review does not make it authentically true. Well, it, it just means – go ahead. It, it's, it's even worse than that because, yes, we know of the insidious corruption within academia. Mm. You, you, don't, you don't get grants if you produce certain results. It's, and this is from immediate experience that I, it, it doesn't even matter. It's anecdotal. But going into this, like the only uh, condition I said I'm not going to do it unless is you don't mute me. Like I, mm, I, yeah. I've been in spaces where they actually mute the invitee so they can then berate and insult him. And in as much as I'm, I'm not an expert, period. It doesn't mean I, 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 like, I'm not an expert. I've cross-examined experts in court cases. You don't have to be an expert to know when an expert is lying, to know when their own argument doesn't make sense. You don't need to be a mechanic to know when your mechanic is breaking your freaking car when you bring it into the shop. And what so, were some indicators you saw from them and their lies? Well, I, I, when they say, where's your study? I said, okay, well, we're never going to agree on that, right? Because I'll say, here's the study that showed the adverse events of special interest were one in 800. Mm -hmm. And then they say, oh, that wasn't peer reviewed. First of all, I'm not, I'm not sure that it wasn't peer reviewed, but that was analyzing the original data. Then they say, okay, well, that's, that's, a, that's a junk study. I was like, okay, well, this is why this yeah. type of discussion is going to be useless. You, yeah. you, you cram studies and show links and whatever, accuse me of going headlines, but nobody yeah. can even read a study in this. So the framing of this discussion was you submit your, your reports and I'll submit mine. And we'll debate. Okay, first of all, do that um, in a meaningful way where you can actually have time to review whatever yeah. you. Or to the, the so the, the the way it was going to go down was never going to be fair was never going to be one that I could yeah. win so what I what I, I mean and they don't even understand this it's like okay forget it I'll submit nothing and then they say oh you submit nothing I'll submit nothing but I'll operate on the basis of what you're submitting and that was number one so they say I they say what do you think the rate of myocarditis was to me I said well Dr Kieran Moore chief medical officer of Ontario confirmed it was one in five thousand oh what was his studies I don't know what his flipping studies where he's only the chief medical officer of Ontario. That's <laughs> I mean, what do you say? What do you say the rate of myocarditis was for the specific age bracket of young men? And they say one in 10,000. I say, okay, good. I disagree, but I'll operate on that basis. One in 10,000 per second dose. And I say, what's it like after each subsequent dose? Cause you go from that, you still have that one. In it's got to increase. It's got to increase. You're compounding the, yeah. 
But even if it doesn't, you got one in 10,000 yeah. for the first two doses. There is a risk <clears> for subsequent <throat> doses. I forget, I think it's, I think the risk of myocarditis actually, according to the you know studies, peaked at, at the second dose and mm. then decreased after the third. Well, but didn't that, the CDC even come out and talk about that it actually was causing certain sub or certain small amounts of blood clots and things like, because I thought they even come out and confirmed it. Absolutely they did. I mean, absolutely. They're just, it's just a question of what frequency, how mm. rare. So. Yeah. In this discussion with these with these people, it's like, okay, well, we're not going to agree on it. I say one in 5,000 because the chief medical officer said one yeah. in 5,000 per dose. Germany confirmed one in 5,000. Okay, one in 10,000. Here's a simple question for you. What rate of adverse event is unacceptably high? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. They're going to defend, bro. They're going to bad faith, a bad faith defend that no matter what. You're not going to make any headway with these people. There's no point. There's, it's well, like, you said, I think... I think there was a point, I think, and maybe mm. I'm just thinking too much of myself, that they have been, I, I will say mortally, that they have been spiritually injured and insulted and mocked and, and demeaned from that exchange. Well, the I, fact that they're still talking about you clearly means you got them very upset. Like, I forgot all about them, and then that moron Eon keeps, like, trying to retweet me and bait me. It's like, and, you know, I want to go back. Well, here's the two things. I want to go back to how they refuse to answer. <laughs> this is the best how many, part. How, many, how many times they got vaccinated and boosted? And what was it like? Three of them wouldn't answer. One guy said none. One of the main dudes that was debating you said none. I was like, how are you going to sit here and debate this when you yourself didn't even take the vaccine? Well, he, so he, that that was the real truther. He when I said and you'll you, I yeah the real truth yeah yeah listen to the tape. I said how many boosters have you had? No answer. Then I said, how many shots have you had to one guy in particular? How many shots? Refused to answer. Then I said, real truther. How many have you had? ambiguous as to whether or not he understood shots versus boosters, and he answers zero. Bottom line, it doesn't matter if he thought I meant boosters and he still said zero. He's had zero boosters, which means at most he's had two shots. By the way, just like me, the real truth, you, you dumb bum. Um, <laughs> you and, can cuss and, if you want. You're, you're, uh, you're I won't. I won't. I won't <laughs> I'm the absent. But oh, you're good. Had, you're good. He's had as many shot, shots as I've had. And this that SOB calls me an anti-vaxxer. But mm. why did he get the booster? Because he got a natural booster by way of an infection. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Weren't we told, uh, contrary to all science, yeah. all historical science, that you needed to get the shot notwithstanding natural, notwithstanding prior infection because it didn't provide immunity? Yeah. So that guy says zero boosters. The other one outright refuses to answer, but answers the next day on Twitter. And another one, after the space, confirms that he got myocarditis from his first shot. Can, you know, can you what I, I, I know when I saw that, I'm just like, what the hell was the point in this debate? Like you guys are sitting there pointing at the sky saying the sky is green. And you're like, no, the sky is blue. It's like, no, it's green. I'm telling you. It's like, would you just turn around and look at the fucking sky? It's like, no, it's green. And even then you come to find out, like, you actually got my, like, how are you debating this? Like, even if they said, like you said, one in 10,000, you're one of the 10,000. How can you even defend this position? It's crazy. It's even worse than that. Let's just assume that it was only one of the 12 doctors who got myocarditis. That's one of the 12. Well, these guys weren't even doctors, though. They were. One of them, one of them was a clinic, practicing doctor, I think, in Alberta, out of Canada. And the other ones, I don't even know because th they seem to be anonymous accounts. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. So one, one of the, one of the dozen or one of the ten got myocarditis, and then he takes to Twitter to say, "But I'm all fine now because I did yeah. a stress test, and my heart rate got up to 180 beats per minute with normal ejection. Like it got up to 180 and didn't collapse." Um, 
Your heart rate is not supposed to get up to 100% capacity during a stress test. No. And, and if it does, that's a problem. I don't mm -hmm. even know that this doctor appreciates the long-term. 180 is like sprints. When I'm doing sprints, I'll hit 180. And that's like hard pushing sprints. You're not, you're not even supposed to. You're roughly 40 years old. Your 180 should be the max that you should ever reach. And you should be at 85% of that mm. just so you don't, you don't actually I'm have just it. that good, bro. I'm just that good. I'm so good. I don't even think I've ever gotten to 180. I, I, no, but I, I don't even know what my heart rate's ever gotten up to. But this guy thinks that he got myocarditis, clearly was treated for it, so it was severe enough. Mm. And he's out there pushing this jab while the other ones haven't taken a booster. And then the other one who refused to answer the question on Twitter the next day says, okay, I'll bite. I took four shots. I was like, okay, show me your freaking papers. Yeah. I, had to, I had to show papers to get into a goddamn bowling alley. And I, and the, oh, I, I, I refused to show mm. papers. Except when I went to this bowling alley, I'm with my kid, three other kids, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna ruin their day and and ruin yeah. like traumatize them for life because I don't want to show papers. Um, then the guy shows me his papers. He got uh, three shots back in 2021, and then none until 2023. I was like, oh, you're supposed to be up to eight shots. Yeah. Why didn't you take a shot for two years? It's they're they're they are. Oh, and then that other woman. Um, I, I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. gosh. She she interjects in this like, I just want to make everybody. She said she's Scottish, and therefore, I, you know, she has this fake profile picture, and she tries saying that. It's like, you know, he's a lawyer. He's not a doctor. We shouldn't be listening to this. Yada, and it's just like, shut up. Like, why are you Why are you even talking? Why are, this, this has nothing to do. All you're trying to do is character assassinate. It's all, it's all it is. You literally said... We're scientists, and this lawyer, he's good at arguing, but doesn't understand science, and scientists aren't interested in lawyers. Well, then, G GTFO, first of all. Second of all, uh, tell me about what the UK said about you know pregnant women and breastfeeding women not being advised uh, to take the jab because there's an absence of data. And then she goes into a, and I let her go because I knew it was good when she was doing it, a three-minute diatribe as to how you can't have safety data until you collect the safety data from real-time trials. And the I women- I like your Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can't do a woman, but I watch, I watch train spotting ways from the top. She goes into a three-minute diatribe about how they had to collect real-time data from pregnant women who voluntarily, voluntarily agreed to participate. And I was like, thank you. You just described real-time human experimentation. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you take a step back and you look at the history of the the vaccine, you know, when you when it first hit, I, I will I will concede to the fact that like, look, we were all scared. We were all a little nervous. Like, OK, wait a minute. You know, China was fear mongering. They were showing the people dropping like flies. There was fear porn spread on every platform. Every MSM outlet was just really pushing this hard. So when you see all this instantaneously, the, the results of that are going to be the people clamoring to the government, screaming, save us, save us, save us. And, it, and then I think people started really delving into the history of vaccines. And, you know, the clinical trials take anywhere from five to seven years. And that's like short. We have no conclusive evidence that something that was that was, you know, warp speeded so fast is not going to have any kind of negative side effects in the long term runs. Like we, we won't see that for years. So when these people are out there screaming about this and saying, save us, it's like, Partially, it's the people's fault that we got such an expedited piece of crap kind of vaccine. It's like, and I know I can't really blame people in general because this is just, I mean, you can't sit there and say that, oh, we're dying and then expect people to say, you know, oh, well, well, you know, take your time, do it the right way. No, people are going to say, save us. But this was all at the hands of the government. And I, I, you, I'm glad you said what you just did when they talked about receiving the vaccine. But it was always a, uh, how, do you, how do you say this? It was always, for instance, it was the vaccine will prevent you from getting COVID. 
That was proven false. Then it shifted. They moved the goalposts. Then it was the vaccine will minimize the symptoms. That was wrong. They shifted again. The vaccine will prevent you from dying. That was wrong. They shifted again. And then the current um, narrative these people use, as you've just described in that debate, was I got the jab, but the symptoms are so, so minor compared to had I not gotten the jab that it's worth it. It's like, so you went from the vaccine prevents COVID to, well, the symptoms are mild. And that's actually not true because I've gotten COVID three times. And it's like every single time the symptoms were less and less and less. It's like, maybe it's because you got, you, you got COVID as well. And you've got the antibodies. You're building up this immunity to it versus oh, also, people. So also, the, like, again, not a scientist, but. As far as we all understand, every mutation typically is reduced in severity because yes. that's just the way things work. Um, but you're not, wait, 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 you're not a virologist. How can you say that? No, I, How I, dare I, you, sir? How dare to, you? I listened to one virologist, but he's not, he's a quack. He's been, he's been yeah. discredited. So you have to listen to mine. But bottom line, like there's, there's a little bit of common sense in all of this, yeah. but it was the moving goalposts and the, and once you understand yeah. where they're going, you understand what their next argument is going to be. 100% uh, in the South African studies, Albert Burla. And then people was like, oh no, he just said preventing severe COVID. You go to the press release. No, they weren't. They were talking about trans, yep. they were talking about catching it. Yep. And then when that turns, and then by the way, if it weren't that case, why would they have been referring to all the cases as breakthrough cases in the beginning? Mm. If it was never intended to prevent transmission, why did the media call them breakthrough cases? Mm. I'm fucking idiots you have to yeah. be. To make I mean, think I'm that stupid. Well, it's just, it's, you know, it's just, well, no, they do. They genuinely think you're that stupid because you got to figure the common listener, the common voter, and I know this sounds very crazy to say, are going to believe the likes of CNN, of Fox, and more especially the government. They, they don't question anything. They literally buy into it hook, line, and sinker, and they're just kind of like giving you the north and south. But the other point that I wanted to make was, <clears throat> excuse me, was the, um, Oh God! It was the COVID. Oh, geez, what was it? it was the? I, I'm, um, I'm tweeting this out now before I forget. If the jab was never it. intended to prevent transmission, why the hell did they call them breakthrough cases? Holy! <laughs> you're you're gonna poke the bear again with this. I love yeah. it. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, I, here's the thing. It's gotten to a point now where I don't take these people seriously in those kind of debate spaces, and I just troll. I just troll. But that one dude definitely had that narcissistic tendency where his his attempt to debate me was I served and you served and I outranked you. How does that make you feel? And then he talked about I make more money than you. And I'm just like, well, number one, there's literally no way to prove that unless you want to showcase receipts and assets and all these other things. And I was like, but I'm not going to stoop to that level. But you making that claim clearly is an elitist position. And then he tried to you know, belittle me saying I received my degree as a PhD, but, but where'd you get yours from? I was like, I received mine while services and it was an associates and I run a business, a very successful company. It wasn't a business degree, which just go ahead and prove, which proves the point that you don't have to have a college education to be very successful in this world. If you have common sense, a willingness to learn motivation, you can make it, but also be, you know, mature enough to understand when it's time to, you know, bring in the professionals and the experts and say, you know, what is your opinion on this? And then apply it to your own business. But this guy, this Ian Copeland dude, it was kind of sick moron <clears throat> thinks anybody cares about his revenue his income as if that's a mark of success i mean you you, you know who makes a lot el chapo makes a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> well i liked in his profile he had black excellence like oh there it is there it is there there's the racist black liberal there it is classic so, classic it's, it's amazing but that's why i talk about like narcissistic personality disorder anybody yeah. who thinks that that is a, a, an element or let me see an evidence of their awesomeness is an absolute idiot and, and reflects a lot of the doctors that I've come across. Mm -hmm. Not all, 
But like, oh, you think that you're better or more successful because you make yeah. more money. This is the lesson you learn when you are brought up properly as a child. Mm. It's the dumbest thing on earth and only crass idiots yeah. boast about money. Well, that's all they have. That That's literally all they have. And it's like, I won't lie, man. Shellshock. Oh, by the way, shellshockcbd.com. Go check it out. Running uh, running some great deals right now. Uh, no, it, it's, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Plug your thing. Um, I don't make any money off merch. Anyhow. It's, it's, it's for people to have like, you know, we don't make meaningful money off the merch, but you can't not have merchandise because it makes you look like a makes you look unserious. America Savage Show stays on during sex. <laughs> JohnBurke.com. <laughs> it was a joke. It was an inside joke. The uh, the the law. I call my my followers the Lost Savages because I feel like we don't have a political home. I used to be a hardcore Republican. Now I'm just more of a libertarian, conservatarian, whatever you want to call it, a constitutionalist. Same, very similar to you, except I'm right. Oh. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of rubbing people's faces in the tweets for the last I month. I know, dude. I know. Here it comes. Let's talk Iowa. Here we go. Let's talk Iowa. Today is the Iowa caucus. It starts, I think, today at 7 p.m. Um, let's let's get into this. Where do you see this going? See, I, okay. I, I, I know. I admit when I don't understand certain things, I don't know how it works at the Iowa caucus in terms of like how many delegates are up for grabs. How do they apportion them? Do they go by like percentage of votes? So if somebody gets 70 percent, they'll mm -hmm. get seven of the. How does yeah. it work? I'm not sure for Iowa. There is that the methodology you described or winner take all. I don't know what Iowa is. I should look that up. I'm, quite frankly, I should know this. Um, the, I think it's proportionate because otherwise I don't think they'd be talking about um, first, second, third, fourth in terms of positioning. But maybe I'm wrong. I think that's more in relation to just to see how the for me. OK, the biggest thing for Iowa right now in, in this voter turnout is I want to see how inaccurate the polling actually is. Because I feel like, and this this is something that supersedes Trump versus DeSantis versus Vivek versus Haley. I think Republicans, in general, we've got to stop relying upon the polls. We saw Trump's polling in 2015 against Hillary was very inaccurate. He slaughtered her. But in the polling, she was slaughtering him. It, it, it was very one-sided. Uh, you're, you're mute, bro. I couldn't hear you. I, I, do that. I got you. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. I saw your mouth move, but nothing was coming out. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time. Okay. <laughs> I remember the New York Times had her at a 95, 99% favorite the day of, and I'm like, man, yeah. I should just drop a thousand bucks on Trump. Although I didn't, you know, really have Dude, that much I, did, I did not see him winning. I remember watching the results coming in at like 2 a.m. and seeing St. Cougar from the Young Turks just melting down. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> worth it just to see that moron just. <laughs> remember that woman who, uh, Akila, Akila Rightly? What was her name? She's the one who did that video. Uh, we thought she would win. And then Sargon of Akkad did his commentary mashup to make her look like the biggest. Come on. Uh, Akila, Akila, obviously. I haven't she, seen this. I haven't seen this. Oh, you have to go watch this. It's the greatest thing ever. Okay. Akila put out a video, said we thought she would win. And it like tracked. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a video that Sargon of Akkad, he doesn't go by that. Carl Benjamin mm. um, re-edited into like, it was a six minute, just re-edit, no commentary, no nothing. Yeah. Said like the level of awareness of, of liberals or Democrats or whatever. And mm. it was like tracking how they were like so happy. And then it ends with tears. Then Akila obviously sues Sargon of Akkad for copyright infringement. Um, and Sargon takes it all the way up to the courts. Mm. The court said this is quintessential fair use, you know, re-editing for commentary, political, you know, commentary. Yeah orders her to pay his legal fees, and then she goes to social media to claim how she just got taken advantage of by a white supremacist, and oh, she's raising her legal fees to pay to Sargon. It was the greatest thing ever. No, I didn't. I've never even heard of this. Oh, you, you got to go back. It's hilarious. 
it's the greatest. It was the greatest. It led to the greatest judicial saga that I've ever covered. One of them. But can you uh, oh. can you shoot me a link to this after the show, please? I would like to go look at this. Um, let me bring up this article real quick. Let's get this ball rolling on the discussion of what's going to be happening tonight. And like I said, I will be covering this um, tonight uh, live when we see the results start coming in. Hopefully, it should. The results should be in by tonight. I, I would assume so. Um, <clears throat> I had to reboot my computer prior to this, so I'm sorry for this. Okay, here we go. Um, I know we talked about this. You and I had discussed this briefly yesterday via Twitter. Um, this comes to us from the Huff Post. This article says Donald Trump turns on Vivek Ramaswamy in truth social tirades. Now, again, this comes from the Huff Post. Take that as a grain of salt. Exaggerating the degree to which Trump went after Vivek. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. definitely, he definitely reminded him. Yeah. Who's in charge? And well, let me read the let me read the post because and the reason I say Huff Post is that I read everything surrounding it. So also take that into consideration whether it comes from CNN, Fox, Breitbart, it doesn't matter. Take it with a grain of salt, but focus on the actual truth of the matter, which is the actual post on Truth Social. So I'll I'll read that instead. And that post was uh, where's it at? Where's that? Okay. Um, he said, Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Trump wrote in a uh, Saturday Truth Social post referring to the biotech mogul's past praise of the former president. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks, very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA, he added. Now, you know... The, the reason that I saw Trump do that, number one, Vivek entered this race prior to entering it. He was very critical of Trump. He, you know, in his book, he criticized Trump. Vivek was pro vaccine database. He was pro mandates or not. I'm excuse me. I shouldn't say pro mandates. He was pro jab, but I won't hold that against anybody. If you're pro vaccine, that's fine. It's just that when you cross that line to saying it should be forced, then I have an issue. Go ahead. There, I think I think I called out and properly debunked <clears throat> that uh, characterization that he was pro jab. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to go back to that article because this this was one of the tweets that I took issue with some of the DeSantis team who were mm -hmm. trying to misrepresent that because it wasn't it was he was not pro jab he was talking about mask mandates and, and it was not also for the database that could track all the the uh, those that had the vaccines for like research purposes but it's just kind of like I feel like I, that's I don't problem, but I, that. I, support or I think what people call his support of of, of the of the jab and of masks is exaggerated but set mm -hmm. that aside. Okay. Um, you, so, well, well, the point that I was trying to make, though, is Vivek was critical of Trump in his book and prior to him announcing his run. Once Vivek made the decision to run, you never saw him criticize Donald Trump. I saw him criticizing the debates, you know, the likes of Nikki Haley. He didn't go after DeSantis too much, which I thought was I thought he would. I really thought he'd go after DeSantis a lot harder than what he did. And he didn't. Um, but now, you know, Trump launches the shot across Vivek's bow. And by the way, Candace Owens said she's going to be campaigning with Vivek, which I thought that was pretty funny, too, because it's like this dude does not stand a chance. He is a Trump surrogate. He is pro-Trump. He even said that Trump was the greatest president of our lifetime, which, again, you and I have discussed. Then why are you running against Donald Trump if you think he's the greatest president? And uh, break that down. Go ahead. News, as Levant asked him that question on the bus a couple weeks ago, and he, he had a, a great answer. Vivek if always he, has a great answer. He's always got a great answer. He's a smart guy who can think on his feet. He can. And that he can. You want and you know not necessarily in a He's a great debater. I was he was probably the most animated debater up on that stage. I'll give that to Vivek. So I think he made one joke about Chris Christie, which I think was an a, a, an allusion to weight, which I thought was gratuitous. <laughs> I, I misheard it. it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah. His answer was great. And just mm -hmm. imagine if Vivek is not up on stage, you got Nikki Haley, DeSantis, and Chris Christie. Yeah. Nobody 
is, I say, representing or talking the right points that Trump should be talking if he were allowed to be on stage. So Vivek mm. is the only one carrying, I don't know if they're populist uh, principles, but if he's not there, nobody's making those points. Nobody's talking about pardoning January Sixers. Nobody's talking mm. about the persecution. And so, true, I don't think he expects Not to be technically on the debate stage. There were, I mean, people worked. I mean, DeSantis was talking about it. And, but the thing that, that that type of narrative brings about is essentially like, a allowing Trump to dominate the the narrative when he's not on that debate stage. And a lot of people were talking about that, how, for example, Vivek, when Trump, we, we discussed it before, when Trump said that he wasn't going to be allowed on the ballot in Colorado, which I don't agree with at all, and I'm not voting for him, but I don't agree with that. Vivek said, I'm not, I'm going to withdraw from the ballot to show solidarity. And then they pitched the DeSantis saying, do the same thing. It's like, no, now you're allowing Trump to dominate the narrative. It's like, he's calling the shots. No, if I'm running against somebody, it's like, you're on your own. I, and you know, DeSantis even said, I condemn this. I don't support it. This is not constitutional, but that's Trump's problems. I don't have those problems. This this is where I have, everybody knows I like DeSantis. I moved here. My concern about DeSantis is not that I don't like him. It's that he's Mm -hmm. been damaged. He's done. That's that. That's a bit of a cowardly way out, where he says, "I don't like this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna support it. But I'm gonna indirectly benefit from it." That, that's mm. the problem. That's that's what I, a lot of people think is the double speak of what DeSantis has been doing. It's like, yeah, it's a, the January. The persecutions are terrible, but January six, you know, my it, it was an embarrassment. And well, he might, even you know, said he'd offer pardons as well, though. Well, he's contemplated, but the but the bottom no, line. No, he's is, no. He literally said that. Well, uh, I, I check look it, it up, because I look think, it up. Look no, it up. No, Weekend. I think he said, I'll, 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 I'll well, well, yeah, he said, basically, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to review the cases because you can't just do a blanket pardon for everybody. There was legitimate people's like, no, you went in there and you broke stuff. But also, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, let me clarify on that one real quick. There is a difference in those that went in there and committed acts of violence versus those that didn't even enter the building that were unjustly prosecuted. There is a vast difference there. And those those people are the ones that I, I kind of I feel bad for. It's like this is ridiculous. But I do want to go back to the, the ballot thing that we talked last time. Did you get a chance to look up that link I sent you where MAGA Inc. had filed the ethics complaint against DeSantis in Florida yeah, to try and get right. him removed from the bi- ballot? Look into it thoroughly enough, so I you cannot. You son of a bitch! Oh, you son of a bitch! I will. I won't. I won't defend it, and I will not criticize it. I did mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. not yeah. was my list last week, uh, but I. <laughs> plus, it's, it's been dismissed. Who cares? We'll, we'll move on. No, I, I did not look into it. As no, no. As so I the think. outcome of that, though, that because yeah, Trump's still on the ballot. They, I don't think there's been a state that's removed him yet. Like not legally. There's. They're not stupid. I mean, they're not no. going to. They're not actually do something that's irreparable. They're going to make their stupid. You know legal determinations yeah. and stay their own decisions. So it's absolutely consequence free, but it makes the headlines yeah. that, you know, lawfare. Made the headlines. It was it's lawfare. It's yeah. it's shaping public opinion. It's legit. It's it's lending credence to the absolute bullshit January 6th insurrection narrative. That's what mm. they're doing. That's all they wanted. The first judge in Colorado who says, oh, yes, I, I come to the conclusion that Trump participated in insurrection, but Article 14 doesn't apply to the president. Well, the reason she did that is, on the one hand, it made for the headlines, and now everyone mm. gets to say, judge concludes, a civil judge yeah. concludes that Trump participated in criminal insurrection. Go figure. But then it also gave the legal grounds for the, for the uh, Colorado Supreme Court mm. to say, well, that's a finding yeah. of fact. We yeah. don't disagree, but we but it's can. Just like, but yeah, but the, the, the amendment is you have a right to face your accusers. How can a judge? And, you know, I have seen DeSantis supporters take this position and I don't agree with them on this one. It's like, look, I don't like Trump either, 
But we do have to debate the facts on this one. If it's unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional across the board. I don't care who that candidate is. Either you're principled or you're not. And if you're going to cherry pick when the Constitution applies, then you're not a real constitutionalist and you don't believe in it. And I don't like seeing those kind of bad faith people. And I have seen that. And it's one of those things I don't engage with that kind of nonsense. But when I saw that outcome and the judge was like, he, he participated in insurrection, he's off the ballot. It's like, you don't have the right to make that decision. You have to have a trial. But the fact that you're not having a trial is kind of virtual proof that he didn't compete in but let me ask you this. I want you to put your he thing. Was, on. He was acquitted. He was acquitted on the second impeachment, which were charges relating to insurrection. And these these buffoons say it's self execute self executing. We don't mm. even need a trial. We just need some activist secretary yeah. of state in Maine, uh, right. four activist Harvard graduate uh, Democrat. <laughs> Self-executing, we hereby declare insurrection, he's off the ballot. Holy hell, even the three Democrat judges who were not Ivy League said, I've never seen anything like this in my courtroom. When you've got Democrats saying that, it's like, bro, you know you're wrong. You know when fellow Dem judges are just like, "Uh uh-uh. It's like, oh. That judge is going to vote Trump. I mean, because at this point, everyone should just vote Trump out of protest because this is how you burn a country down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're in very dangerous waters. And I don't say that lightly because I feel like everybody says this is it. You know, America won't survive it. Yes, we will. But we are in very dangerous waters, though. Like even right now, Donald Trump is setting the framework in Iowa that this thing is rigged. He's already came out. I posted on Instagram and Twitter and talks about all we have to worry about are the rigging of the elections. It's like, dude. Okay, it's like when you start pushing this narrative and setting up for every time you potentially could lose that it's rigged, I was like, number one, you've got to come with the proof. You've got to come with the proof, at least on this one. So right now, I'm pretty sure Kim Reynolds is making sure that this thing is like secured. But I hope Trump has people present there that are going to overwatch this stuff. It's like, look, I think you have every right to sit there and say we have to make sure this voting is done legally and there is oversight. There has to be oversight. Um, yeah, look, I think I think the um, the rigging is it's not like a preemptive sort of laying the groundwork to contest if he loses. First of all, I don't think many people think he's going to lose. It's sort of like at some point it just it becomes like standard rhetoric, like make sure that this goes down properly. Mm. But I had on Bill Chamberlain on Friday uh, who who recognized that, you know, when poll workers were not allowed to observe, that's yeah, that's, that's an issue. You know, yeah. that's a problem. And, and then and then the problem is this. I, I, I've taken it up publicly with with Justin Hart, and I like him, so I don't want anyone thinking like this is. I just I, when I someone says something I disagree with or I think is unfair, but you know disagree publicly. Yeah. But the idea of now the attack being well, we have to legitimize the 2020 election so that Trump can just concede he lost. Mm. That's that's um, not a disloyal tactic. That's just a sort of. That's a not a what tactic. I admit, not I dis- but it's disloyal? politically genuine. Okay. Because you're saying like. We now have to pretend that Trump is complaining about nothing so that we can use that as, a, as an attack on him. 2020 was, was effed all around, mm. period. Well, I don't, I don't believe in the Dominion vote switching and, and the servers in Germany and the Chinese, you know, coming in. I don't believe that level of poll yeah. workers being denied, uh, you know, observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was certainly some questionable <clears throat> counting when ballots arrived, chain of custody. Certainly some constitutional questions as relates to the 200 some odd uh, mail-in ballots for indefinite confinement because of COVID. Uh, controlling the media, changing the rules, uh, mm. suppression of information. The, anybody who says 2020 was not uniquely skewed, um, because everyone says, well, they do that all the time. There's always been media. Well, that, okay, that's true. 2020 was unique in the amount of rules and regulations that were changed at the last minute. I will concede that, yes. You're right on that one. But doesn't that apply to both, though? Like, so, for example, when, and I want to go back to the insurrection thing, and I want your piece on that to why you feel it wasn't an insurrection, because my mind's still not made up on that one, because I have heard some difference of opinion there. But push that to the side real quick. 
the the changing of times and stuff. There's been an issue here. Like Trump talked about this prior to the runoff, talking about potentially rigged elections, yada, yada, yada. And a lot of states, I feel, dropped the ball on not securing their elections already. Like I felt like with Texas, Georgia, Arizona, Florida, like Florida locked it down hard to where it's like, no, you have to show voter ID. In places like California, you don't have to show any ID. And it feels like right now, this whole voting system is so skewed. It's so corrupted that I don't think we're getting any fairness in this across the board because it's just like if you've got so many, you know, millions of illegal immigrants voting, casting a vote, it's like, how is this legal? Number one, it's not. And then number two is like, how are we getting like authentic uh, votes, like actual counted votes? Because I feel like it's just we're busting in votes from Guatemala, South America, Mexico, all over the place. Well, uh, now, say uh, the steel man to that is illegal immigrants can't vote in presidential elections, but I, I'm fairly certain they can they can they can participate at lower levels. And California, bro, you don't like look up California. Like and I know that I hate I hate reference in California all the time, but still. No, California is one because everybody says, well, California goes Democrat anyhow. So what's the big deal? Oh, Two it's still a big about, deal. Yeah. Well, because when you have demented Joe Biden saying I got 81 million votes mm. and you allege three million of those came from California. Now you understand how they can skew and falsify mm. and fraudulently increase the numbers in yeah. a state that would go through anyhow, only so they can strengthen their alleged argument, which is a bold-faced lie, that he mm. got 81 million votes, legitimate, constitutionally valid votes. And so you understand the value of jacking up through mm. hook or by crook in even blue states so they can use that number on a broader scale to say, look how popular he was, 81 million votes, my mm. ass. Can you imagine Look at his popularity right now, though. I just saw an article that talked about his approval ratings at a 15-year low of all presidents. He'll get 90 million votes if the, <laughs> if the elections help. Um, but, John, can you appreciate that you and I now live in a country that doesn't insist on photo ID to vote, yet two years ago <laughs> demand papers to get a cup of coffee? Uh, and that, that, you know, that, that inconsistency has been, been fully yeah. milked to its face. <clears throat> There's not a country on earth that looks at America and says, yeah, of course, you don't need to show photo ID to vote. I'm from Canada. Two pieces of ID, paper ballot, paper voting at the federal level. Mm -hmm. And nobody screams racism. What are like, are, are, are minorities in Canada smarter than minorities in America? that They can get photo ID in America. The argument that it's racist to require photo ID yeah. is racist. Anybody yeah. who says that is racist. I think the, the disparaging of black people in general from the Biden administration was that, number one, they can't they don't have access to the Internet or they don't have to use the Internet. They don't know where the polling stations are. They can't get themselves ID because ID, you know, if you submit it, it costs like five, 10, 15 bucks to get it. It's like they can't afford that. It's like, how stupid do you think black people are? And I, I saw one guy on Twitter was literally going. I saw and I know this happened a while back, but I just saw it. And this gentleman was walking around like downtown black neighborhoods and literally walking up to black people saying, hey, do you know how to use the Internet? And they're like, um, like with an iPhone in their hand, like, uh, yeah. And so he tells these people, these black people, what Joe Biden has said. And they're just like, what? And it's like, that's the way they, they view. That's the way Democrats view black people or minorities in general. They think you are stupid. If they view them as um, inferiors to be managed and it gives yeah. them a sense of superiority. Yes, yes, it, it, yes. I think was, the guy was going around asking if, you know, black people, if they knew where the DMV was. Yes, they yeah, that's at, the one. Yes, yes. And one dude's like, oh, it's over there on Charleston Street. And I'm like, Jesus. You need to show photo ID to get alcohol. Uh, and nobody screams racism to say, well, we shouldn't be carding black people for alcohol because it would be racist. It's just it's just racism. And yeah. Kamala Harris is right about one thing. It's that Joe Biden is a racist. You yeah. know, the, the, the banning of menthol cigarettes. Uh, the FDA, I think, recently banned menthol cigarettes. You know why? Wait, what? They banned menthol? I didn't know that. And, well, let me make sure. Let me fact check in real time here. 
Don't want to make a fool of myself. Uh, FDA bans menthol cigarettes. Yeah, here we go. Was that true? The long ban like on menthol ports? cigarettes announced by the end of the year, but pushed to 2024. FDA mm. proposes rules. I thought they passed it. Uh, FDA takes momentous step towards banning menthol cigarettes. Yeah, okay, fine. Did they do it? And, well, anyways, the rationale as to why they did it. The USDA has taken a momentous step towards banning menthol cigarettes and mm. banning flavored cigars, sending final <clears> rules <throat> to the White House uh, for review. And this was when. Okay, good. Sam so against banning anything. I don't like that. I, I feel like, you know, let the consumers choose. Oh. When you sit there and you play this, this positioning of I am your nanny state government, then you are now allowing them to be the arbiters of what you choose and choose not to smoke, drink, eat. It, no, absolutely. And that's the thing that kills me about this, dude. I know we are so off topic, but I don't care. I, I like letting conversation flow where it may. But if you look, we talked about like energy drinks. You talk about the sucralose. We talk about the, the fast food, the chain food restaurants in America. And it's some of the most unhealthy, nasty stuff. For example, if you take the Cliff Energy Bar, and I make this point a lot with a lot of people I used to train when I was a personal trainer. You, you look at the back of the Cliff Energy Bar and you compare it to the back of a Twix candy bar. Literally the same. Literally the same. It's the marketing is different. But do I think one should be banned from marketing a certain way? No, I don't, because I believe it's up to the consumer to either educate themselves on stuff or not. But ultimately, when the government steps in and they say, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to smoke this kind of vape or whatever because, it, you know, it has a certain thing. It appeals to kids. But then you say nothing about the ingredients that are put into hamburgers from McDonald's and the chicken nuggets. Half that stuff isn't even chicken. So it's just like... It's, it seems very, um, very biased. And all, uh, at root of it, I think it's all big money. It's all lobbyist money. I share a link with you. Yeah, I'll, 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 no, but this is like, this is where, you, you know, you mentioned it protects children. Menthol mm. flavored stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that for children. The reason why they wanted to go after menthol cigarettes is because black people smoke. Black people prefer. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> I mean, I never knew this. Asians, you didn't know that? Yeah. I, why, who, I don't understand why anyone... Bro, those are like the stereotypes, the funny stereotypes from a kernel of truth is black people love grape flavor, Kool-Aid, menthol cigarettes, uh, white people can't jump, we can't dance, Asian women can't drive. I mean, there's so many stereotypes out there. All those I knew, except for them. I mean, I knew those because really? have you ever seen how Kumar uh, escaped yeah. Guantanamo Bay? Oh, long time ago. There was that scene when the when the bad FBI agent, he pops open a can of Kool-Aid and like starts pouring it up the <laughs> torture. <laughs> grape flavor. Sorry. Oh um, my no, God. I, I never menthol stuff but no the, yeah. the administration is doing it to protect the black community because mm. black adults should not have the right to choose that which no. they want to smoke it's, they it's treat nuts. them like kids they put kid gloves on them. they treat it's like oh you put you know we, we talked about like dei and how mark cuban comes out there and supports dei it's like you do realize that what you're supporting at root is hardcore racism to sit there and think that a certain classification of people based upon race need a boost up because why the system is against them Bigotry of low expectations. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to Aya real quick, yeah. though. Um, Hold on. Where do we tan we tanned it off with um, January sixth? Yes, yeah, the insurrection. You're okay. so. This is where I stay. Originally, I was said I don't think that was an insurrection. I think that was a riot gone wrong. But other people made the the points of when a group of people with the intent to prevent a government body from enacting a certain piece of legislation, whatever the case may be, in and of itself is an act of insurrection. What would you say to that? That's a load of, I mean, first of all, that's not what insurrection was supposed to be about. It was, insurrection was about the, uh, as far about. as I it was about the boot. boot. <laughs> boot. <laughs> like it's no Mexican. <laughs> if, if, if insurrection is preventing the government from doing that which they want to do, mm. resisting arrest is insurrection. Protesting Kavanaugh's hearing is insurrection. Uh, you know, every, every form of protest is insurrection. 
I mean, it's, no, it's wait, such, wait, wait. It's, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. There's a difference in protesting versus physically going in there and trying to physically prevent it. Well, uh, uh, set aside the. the no, I'll say there's no actual difference when you're blocking streets and you're and you're chanting in hallways and you're protesting. Oh no, that outside. okay, yeah, no, that I agree with. I agree. I, I just meant protesting in general. Say like you're protesting. I got an article about this for the White House. It's going to be very interesting. But when people are like protesting, I want to be very clear in my positioning here: protesting versus pushing into the Capitol building and then saying things like we want to hang congressmen and stuff like that. Oh, that first of all, as bad as that is. And we'll get to the fact that I don't. Th I think this was a Fed surrection and not an insurrection. Uh, I don't disagree I would, with that. I don't disagree. In a million that. by that as an insurrection. A because of the history of what insurrection was supposed to be, and B, some people might argue that the protesters were not going in there to prevent the certification. They just wanted to ensure that the certification was done lawfully and validly mm -hmm. in light of what they perceived to be as fraudulent uh, or fortification in various states. So I, I, I take issue as a premise that they went in there to prevent the government from doing anything. They just wanted to make sure the government did it properly. And that's the exact opposite of preventing the government from functioning. Set that aside. But the how do you do it properly when it's literally videotaped as they count the electoral votes? Well, because they did believe that there was legal remedy to um, have ele uh, alternate uh, alternate slates of electors where they believe that the election did not represent the will of the people. Mm. So, and they, they were saying, don't do it. They were saying, I mean, some people are gonna just disagree with this and saying that I'm just phrasing it uh, in a different way, but it's tantamount Oh, you definitely too. are, you definitely uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know. What? No, don't, because I mean, I can, I can steal man against myself uh, and I, I do, but, yeah. but the bottom line is what we saw on January 6th at worst was a protest gone violent. Mm. Um, at worst. So then on, what would you classify an insurrection as then? Insurrection had a meaning back in the historical context of secession from the United States of America. I mean, that's what it was. This was not secession. This was not, this was not, I mean, I don't want to use certain words that people are going to just like clip after. This was not doing violence onto politicians, kidnapping them. For goodness sake, I'm from Quebec. The FLQ kidnapped and murdered politicians back in the FLQ crisis of 77. I mean, Insurrection, it either has the intended historical meaning or it has no meaning at all and can apply to any form of protest, interruption well, the, of Congressional. The Oxford I mean, definition, we talk about the, the context of it being historically, whatever the case. The, the dictionary, Oxford language, defines it as a violent uprising against authority or government. So you said, you just said that it was violent. So there's that, it meets that part of the quota. Uprising against an authority or government. And you said that they wanted to ensure that the votes were counted accurately. I'll say that, but I'll say, hold on. I don't care what the okay. Merriam-Webster dictionary says. Well, then, well, no, we have to have some grounds of common ground here. Like, what do we, what did we find insurrection as? I'm just reading from Senate.gov. Yeah, it go ahead. Banned go ahead. Yeah. insurrection against the United States from holding civil, military, or elected office without the approval of two-thirds of the House of Senate. Right. Engage in insurrection was literally mm -hmm. in the context of secession, fighting the government. The civil uh, war, right, right, right. Yeah, it's not, it's not it, that definition. Merriam-Webster's definition of insurrection is any protest whatsoever. I mean, the idea like b b blocking people, blocking bridges, not allowing uh, votes on the hearing, mm -hmm. interrupting congressional hearings. That all falls under a bastardized, diluted and therefore meaningless term of insurrection. It's not mm -hmm. what was meant historically. 
it's what they need to rely on now because quite clearly what occurred was not anything of an insurrection as per the historical meaning under the Constitution. So they got to bastardize it and dilute it down like they've done with words like racist, bigot, and all these other things. Well, hold and just on make- now. Wait, I, I see what you're saying here, but we talk. you keep talking about the historical context of the Constitution when insurrection first got introduced to it, which was post-Civil War, which talked about the secession from the state. Now, I get that. I get that aspect of it. But the term insurrection doesn't just apply to the United States Constitution or the American Civil War. Um, we talk well, about insurrection does, in general. Do what? No, no, no. It does when you're talking about Article 14, subparagraph 3. I'm, I'm not talking and, about that, though. I'm talking about insurrection, <laughs> the very, the, the definition of what is an insurrection. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to lead anything. I'm just trying to get to the, what is an insurrection? In general, well, in general. We can go by the, the uh, in general, we can go by a dictionary definition. Uh, mm-hmm. what, read what the definition said again. <laughs> It was just a violent uh, opposition to the government or um, authority or government. A, a, a violent uprising against an authority or government. <clears throat> against authority or government. So I guess you could classify an authority. Right. You see it's I mean, open-ended there. So it's, it's, it's vague and ambiguous, and yeah. it has a colloquial sense versus the, the legal technical sense. Right. So uh, a, nothing about what happened January 6th was an insurrection, full stop in my view, and no mm. one's going to, it's not that no one's going to convince me otherwise. Mm. I remember the day of. I, it, it's, it's so amazing. You like look back um, in retrospect, and like, why were they calling it an insurrection when even the day of all that we you know, saw was a bunch of people protesting. Because Democrats and try and inflate, they try and embellish, uh, you know, AOC made it seem like she was going to get murdered, and yet she was a mile away from the actual uh, protest in the Capitol building. I mean, it, it, people were, were, like you said, you try and dilute it, you try and dumb it down. And, you know, I remember Ted Cruz said we have to fight like or fight it on the floor. And AOC was like, you know, going from, you know, him being figurative to literal. It's like, AOC, you're playing stupid now. But this, this is what they do. And I don't like that. I like, you know, when someone's speaking figurative, you can tell. Let's not, let's not like take this of, uh, it's like, you know, I took him seriously. It's like, they weren't being serious. And that's why now you have to watch what you say because like, wait, were you being serious with that? It's like, no, bro, that, that's not how oh, that works. That's- I'm like that all the time to a neurotic point where like, you know, the expression yeah. head, head, full, I, I don't use it. Uh, yeah. It'll make their heads explode. Don't use it. Like people can say that's a threat to violence. But, um, but hold on. I've gotten that myself too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I said, I, t- I was going at it with trolls. Like I will crucify you on this topic. I was like, oh, he threatened to actually crucify me. It's like, I'm not Roman and you're not Jesus. Chill out. <laughs> like chill well, no, out. I mean, look, this uses torture means beyond just the Romans and Jesus. But, um, it's like, it's like, did well, you really think I'm going to bring it like crucify? Like this is how stupid people are, man. This is how bad it is. It's how malicious people are. Cause they yeah. know damn well, you have no intent to use it that way, but they can yeah. make themselves victims. Yeah. Um, no, when I think they were using the term insurrection from the beginning, not mm-hmm. as they weren't using it, I don't think now in hindsight, as a dilution. They were using it as laying the brickwork for oh, yeah. disqualifying oh, yeah. years down the line. It's amazing. But yeah. uh, re- legislation at Congress here. It says it banned those who engaged in, quote, insurrection against the United States from holding any civil, military, or elected office with the approval of two-thirds of the Senate. The amendment prohibited former Confederate states from repaying war debts and compensating former slave owners. Okay, that's a so never mind. I read that. I know, yeah, I know where you're going with that one, though. I, I've read it as well. And that's why I feel like it, it kind of gives a good understanding to, like, the legal mumbo jumbos like there's so much that is left open to interpretation and it goes on the individual now somebody in the chat said john burke why have how many of the uh, the 200 fbi actors at the j6 have also been prosecuted none and i agree with you i think you know viva's or uh, david said prior to this that you know he felt like it was a fed surrection 
I agree. I fully agree. That's why I'm saying it's not so black and white. I'm not sitting here taking this positioning of like, it was an insurrection. These people, look, I feel like this was a trap laid by Pelosi and the rest of them. And they kind of walked right into it. And the FBI helped usher them into that. That's why I'm saying it's not so simplistic. It's just saying you're wrong and you're right. I feel like there's a lot of bad faith actors in this one. We talk about Ashley Babbitt, how when she was breaking through that last barricade and those officers are standing right there and they said nothing and walked away and the other dude pops her in the neck. It's like, when you when you're go ahead. Un, unclean clothed officer. I mean, it, it, at the day of, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, you do stupid things. It's like that scene from Fight Club when they bring in uh, what was his name? His name was Robert Paulson, and he just got shot in the back of the head. And he's like, what happened? And he said the motherfucker shot him. And and then Ed Norton's like, you're running around blowing things up. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like you're 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 doing that. What do you think is going to happen? Well, you don't assume you're going to get summarily executed by a plain clothed police officer, point blank. Period. That's what you don't assume is going to happen. We can, we can delve into that. But the point that I'm trying to make, though, is that it's just like the police were not doing their job. And there was a lot to be said on that part. That's why I feel like a good friend of mine, and you should have her on the show. Her name is Marina uh, Medivin. And she's represented. I, we, we follow each other on Twitter. We've been. Yeah, you should touch. definitely talk to her. She, she's represented a lot of J6 defendants and, and won their cases. And I think a lot of it was due to the fact that, you know, police officer presence were not doing their job. They were walking them through the Capitol. It was like they were escorting them through. So it's just like. Fucking set up through yeah. and through, and I like yeah. the fact that Vivek is the only one who's calling it like calling it the way it is. And I didn't start off like this. This is the thing. I didn't start off by saying this is a a, a setup. I started off by saying these people, you know, they shouldn't have done this. It's not a good look. I hate that word, but you know, you shouldn't have done it. It's counterproductive. Then you find out everything that happened. And someone in the chat said, Yogananda Pittman. You're damn right, Yogananda Pittman. They were circulating internal memos within the DC police force in December saying exactly, they're talking about tunnels, they're talking about coming in. The FBI the allegedly ray-ups. had already ray-up, yeah. they had infiltrated the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and knew of the plot for seditious conspiracy. And yet I had Tarek Johnson on the channel. If you haven't had him on, you should have him on. Mm-hmm. Former, former Capitol Police officer. He's like, we knew about it. Everybody mm-hmm. knew about it. They had a memo. They suppressed it. The FBI had infiltrated Oath Keepers' uh, alleged seditious conspiracy plot. Mm-hmm. And yet we were down to like a third or a half of police officers. Police for bike. We talked about it on the show last time. There was a reason for that. They created a soft target and they let them go. Now, whether or not what I'm sensitive to, you know, Alex Jones said it's a trap. Don't go down. Yeah. And Trump is saying go and protest. I can appreciate that in retrospect, mm-hmm. you know. Should have exposed them to that. They well, that's done the it point forever. that I made on the last show is that Trump should have known better. It's like, like I said before, don't put gasoline next to an open flame. There is no good that's going to come from this. You can protest right here and have your voices just as equally heard. So it was like, that's what I was saying. It's just like, do but, I but blame that, Trump for January 6th? No, I don't. I think the individuals that broke through, they're to blame. Because regardless of what a police officer says or not, well, I mean, here's the, here's the other part. When an officer is standing on the other side of the barricade saying, you can't come in. That's the end all be all right there. But then when people start rocking okay. on it and then you push through, well, you've now violated what that officer said. So you've, you've, you've broken what he said. Then you have officers ushering them in part of that. And I feel like that was a massive setup to where now it's like the, a lot of the, uh, the, uh, defendants can say is like, you know, uh, they actually opened the door for me. It's like, but you push through the barriers initially. It's like, so then you don't see a consistency in the law enforcement here. That's why I feel like a lot of these cases should be thrown out because it's like, if this officer says, don't come in, you push through him. This officer says, come on in. Where's the law? Where's the law on this? At least one of the defendants was acquitted by a judge with a conscience who says, I I can't 
say that this guy breached restricted area. They they led him in. Yeah. The the other argument is going to be like even of those who got violent and 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 pepper sprayed and whatever. First of all, you show up with pepper spray, people are going to take that as an offensive weapon. But some people yes. might say, I'm showing up with pepper spray as a defensive weapon just in case. Then you get into the police brutality, which I think is the damn reason we all know they don't want to release or didn't want to release all of the footage because we now know that the police provoke. Let's just say let's say we can agree that the police engaged in provocative <clears throat> of, uh, police methods. Oh, they were trolling them. They like there was videos that came out and they you know the cops were actually trolling these protesters and they could hear these cops talking and it's just angering and inciting the protesters. Like as a law enforcement officer, you know I. I a lot of them, they're the biggest training tactic they go into is conflict de-escalation. You have to sit there and you've got to de-escalate situations. Don't let it build up. And when you're sitting there as a, as a in, in uniform, by the way, with your body camera on and you're sitting there, you know, goading them, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's why I feel like it's hard to break down January 6th with just one answer. There was so much gray area in that to delve into. But well, let's put go ahead. even just one thing on the provocation. Like it's not to justify the response. Like the police shot us with yeah, tear yeah. gas, so yeah. then we popping them. No, I mean, like, call me a sissy, uh, John. I've, I've shared this anecdote on my channel, but <clears throat> I was once leaving my house in Montreal, like my own house, mm. in a big, you know, one of those winter uh, down jackets, hood mm, up. Yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> I run out of the front door, close it, and sort of scuttle up the street. And there's a cop there, and then the cop stops and says. You know, I, I admit I looked suspicious. He's like, who are you? What are you doing? Show me some ID. I was like, I, and I'm not, you know, I could have pulled the my rights business and don't bother me, but I didn't. And I'm avoiding confrontation. Yeah. If I were being uh, what I think is provoked or abused by police, I, I'm, I'm realistic enough to know that I'm never going to win that battle. And so I couldn't rely on that act of provocation to justify subsequent violence. But it's not to say that they didn't provoke the crowd and concussive oh, yeah. grenades. Yeah. Bullets to get them to act violently, along with their agent provocateur. Mm. I, I, you know, at first I said pardon all of the nonviolent offenders, um, and you know maybe with an exception for the violent offenders. Yeah. The problem is also even the violent offenders have received sentences that are so egregiously yeah. disproportionate, yeah. not commensurate with other violent offenders. I the agree. Molotov cocktail out of New York. What did they get a year? Uh, they got a, a year, I think. Or I don't uh, want to well, misquote it. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest one that we're talking about is uh, Ray Epps. What was it five months, six months, and a and a five thousand dollar fine? And like, literally on video, literally on video, saying we're going to go into the Capitol day before and day of at the barricade, pushing it, and then he gets five, six months. And it's like so. No, no, he, again, he didn't get that he got no jail time. He got one year what? probation, and yeah, he that got no it? jail time. Oh, yep. my God. So, I mean, gonna... when you see the sentencing like that, and then you've got the FBI director drug up before Congress and won't even answer Ted Cruz on where there FBI agents in the audience. Like, I can't answer that. And that's why I stand for this positioning of the FBI should never have existed. It should be abolished. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, and this is why a lot of my blue crowd friends that, you know, they support the blue, and I get the reasoning behind it, but it's like a lot of you don't seem to understand. They've done a lot of bad. But they say, well, they've done a lot of good. It's like, well, you've got a metric for how much good they've done. You can literally, you know, detail it and say, look at this, 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 but where is your metric for the bad? You don't see it. Well, but, That's but, the problem. For disbanding the FBI, is they never, they don't have a constitutional reason to exist. Backing the blue state, state police powers, it belongs to the yes. states. And, yes. I, and I yes. back the blue, I, I don't, it's not to say that they don't do bad things. I've seen cops yes. do bad things, but it doesn't, yeah. uh, but they have a shitty job. They don't get yeah. respect. They don't get paid. I and get no at, respect. Constant threats and, you know, constant yeah. risk. And yeah. then they get dumped on and demonized by the media. Okay. Uh, but the FBI should be disbanded. The CIA has no, they, they don't do anything other than 
manufacture their own crises, whether it's Grisha to Whitmer's yeah. kidnapping. They don't talk. Uh, there's no cross communication. And, you you know, I've got oh. FBI friends. I've got one dude that I knew that was in the CIA. He's like, dude, no, there is no crosstalk. It is literally a dick measuring contest. And it's like, but ultimately the, the American people suffer. And the, the one premise that I've always taken, by the way, did you contact Austin Peterson? I know he retweeted you or he tweeted out at you. So you don't have to I look now. Him. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, you did. And nope. you know, he appreciated that. But Austin is one that you should definitely have on to talk about constitutionality of these three letter agencies. But to me, it's just talking about this, this idea that if I remember discussing this when Crenshaw was talking about the TAPS Act and he wanted to create another federal agency to overlook some kind of, I forget what it was. And my, my opposition to this was like, look, if ever you question whether or not you should create another government agency for the sake of doing good, if the opposing political side had full control of it, how how would that make you feel? And if the answer is not good, it shouldn't exist because that and this is what pisses me off about Republicans in general. It's that we are very reactionary and we're not very proactive. So when I'm sitting there saying, look, the initial point I made about polling, it's like, you can apply the position that I'm taking as far as polling is very inaccurate. You can apply that to a Trump versus DeSantis example. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But the point that I'm trying to make overall is that we have been lied to consistently from 2015, 2016, 2020, 2022. Now suddenly the polling is right. And the thing that angers me is that when Republicans start buying into these polls, just because it suits your guy, it creates voter laziness. Voters are going to be like, uh, you know, even Trump today, he talked about, it. like, we're here in Iowa, you know, we don't even need the votes, we don't have to campaign, we're going to get it. It's just like, uh, dude, look, I'm sorry, but as a leader, you should not be pushing this message of laxadaisicalness. It's like, get out there and go vote, go vote. And Trump doesn't do that. And I, you know, I have the clip and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What are you? But I mean, do that, do that by all means. Like I want Santos to win, so go do that. Never mind. That was good. I, I don't want to go, say go, anything. Go, no, 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 one, go for one, it, bro. You're not going to provoke me. I want to no. hear your side. Go ahead. Joke that DeSantis is not going to win, but that, that, that's just going to oh, be an yeah, annoying, man. stupid. <laughs> no, I, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of opposition to that. Yeah. Direction. Mm. Um, what, what, I, I don't, they'll never convince me January 6th was an insurrection. And that's mm. not, for, that's because I know more now than I did it, uh, on day one. Right. If you, anything that could be conceived as an insurrection, mm. chop and chaz. I mean, by definition, creating oh, yeah. Yeah. autonomous zones. That are that are not subject to federal or local authority by definition is an insurrection. But I yeah. wouldn't even call that an insurrection. I'd call that a bunch of idiots and the government <laughs> should come. It definitely feels like it's hard to give any kind of definitive definition to any of the examples when you see across the board, across the nation, various degrees and various different definitions of the same type of action. Like you've just listed, it's like. I, I agree with the, the, the stance that the position that you make as far as like, how are you going to call this an insurrection? But the very same thing that happened with the BLM or other things like that, how are you not going to basically prosecute them under the same banner or the same uh, reasoning? And so it's kind of like, that's why I feel like you've got a, a breakdown of law. And that's why I keep saying we're in very dangerous waters when you've got a weaponized DOJ that is sitting there and they're again, they're prosecuting one group, specifically Republicans for one thing. I mean, we, we've seen the, you know, the, the, the domestic terrorist accusation of parents at school boards. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, when are we gonna wake up as a country and say, this needs to end, these organizations need to go away because clearly there is not a fair and balanced um, prosecution across the board. It's very selective and I feel like it's very biased towards one group of people and that people is Republicans in general undeniable. I mean, it, it cannot be denied. I mean, it's just, 
it's, yeah. it's and people say Democrats will though. Democrats will. It's no, January six was so bad, and and the the January seventeen uh, insurrection, January twenty seventeen. Uh, you know, uh, you know that, that 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 a few people got charged and where they burnt burnt limos and whatever. Um, but hold on, I had one more thought on the insurrection. Oh, I'd also say this: until anyone is charged with and convicted of insurrection, you can't call it an insurrection. If it's such an insurrection, I agree with nobody, that. I agree with that. Nobody and whatever. But it, it, it was a Fed surrection. It's it's the Reichstag fire of the 21st century. There's no question about that. Set up, exploited. It served its purpose, and now we're witnessing that in real time. Well, did you see what happened at the White House about the? Uh, I've got the article right here. This is on Fox News. It talks about um, pro-Palestinian Yemen protesters clash with cops outside the White House, prompting evacuations. They were literally. Have you have you visited the White House before? I, uh, I have not been okay. in the White. House. Well, no, no. Have you just have you seen it though? Have you been there? Yeah. Okay, so you know the black gate that goes around it, the front lawn of it. They were literally climbing on it, shaking it, and it looked like they were trying to tear it down. Uh, now, you know, by the same definition we've just described, how is that not in an insurrection in some way, shape, or form? When you're trying to disable the government, you're getting violent, they're literally having to evacuate people out. But because they are pro-Palestine and Democrats, probably by and large, Nothing happens to these people. There's no January 6th committal trial. There, there's nothing or nothing like that. And it just feels like what we we're having something very similar go on in Canada right now. You, you know, the trucker protest yeah. just invokes the Emergencies Act because yep. critical infrastructure is being blocked and protested and blockaded. And then in the context of, you know, the, the, the pro-Palestinian protests, they blocked one of the major bridges from Montreal to the South Shore for the protest. Nobody's nobody's bank accounts are getting frozen. Nobody's getting locked up for, for endless yeah. periods of time for missing in jail. It's not and it's not hierarchy. Yeah. It's lawlessness. And mm. it's by design to destabilize, it's to demoralize. And, um, and I got to like, hit this real quick. This 33 Geo said DeSantis had a man in the audience in a wheelchair with a MAGA hat on, being quiet, listening, removed. No, that actually wasn't the truth at all. He came from the Dilly meme team. And I, I, Dilly meme team are the same group of people on Twitter that called Casey DeSantis a cunt, accuser of faking breast cancer, which is what Laura Loomer did. These are nothing more than trolls. There's a difference in someone like David here who will disagree and give reasoning why versus those that create these memes that put memes of Casey DeSantis getting gang raped. These are disgusting individuals. And they've actually come out and said, yeah, we called her a cunt. We don't give a fuck. That's how they perform. That's how they act. Dilly sent his crew into these, these, uh, these uh, rallies or whatever with the intent to try and disrupt with the intent to try and, you know, wear the gear and be trolls when you want to act. And here's the thing. When you want to act like that, then you're going to get treated like the child that you are. If you're in a wheelchair, the fact that you even reference that tells me that you're trying to use a disability as your identity politics crutch. It doesn't matter. He's equal. He's in a wheelchair. When you're sitting there, and oh, by the way, he was conveniently filming himself before they even talked to him. Now, why do you think he did that? So if you're coming to my campaign rally and you're going to act like a troll, you're going to act like a child, which by the way, the likes of CNN and other MSM outlets weren't, and he fielded those questions, but your Dilly meme team, you're just looking for a soundbite. So if you want to look at the cosmetic surface of that and say, oh my God, come on, stop playing stupid. Well, I would expect the same from Donald Trump's team. If somebody goes in to try and troll, get him out. Absolutely not. I'm looking at the video. I, I mean, I saw that and yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't trust anything right off the bat. I agree. And I have this I have the same reflex. Like, okay, heart, heart, I think the question is this. Why would DeSantis have an, a random innocent man in a wheelchair removed? Why? Thank so you. This, he this, hates, I, I he hates crippled people. I, he hates the cripples. 
I just happen to only see it on Warlord Dilly, yeah. and it's true. I'll watch it later. But like, I, no, no, I don't look think into that because I, I was happy to see you call out Laura Loomer because her. There are people in Trump's camp that I do like. They are good faith people. It's like, look, I, this is why I'm voting for Donald Trump. It's like respect. Laura Loomer, Dilly, and the rest of these people are very bad faith. You know, Laura Loomer tried getting DeSantis to be like she loomered him, which I'm not sure what that really equates to. You're trying to ambush him with these stupid questions. She leads and then she will mis intentionally misrepresent and manipulate what somebody says. That's what she does. She's not a journalist. She's an activist parading as a journalist. So why am I going to take somebody like that seriously? Because DeSantis would have a better opportunity or a better time doing a discussion or an interview with the likes of CNN, who which, by the way, I do not like CNN, but they'll at least ask him some somewhat good faith questions. Loomer won't do that. Dilly won't do that. So when you're treated like that, you have no one to blame but yourself. I'm pretty sure I could go to a Trump event and be okay to ask some questions. And people was like, well, no, he's genuinely being good faith here versus well, just, trolling. Uh, now, now, John, I'm not going to go crazy on your chat, but I'm going to read Kimmy G 1973, mm -hmm. who, after what I just said, mm -hmm. says, or maybe it was before. Viva trusts everything MAGA and Trump and nothing DeSantis, even though he moved to my state because of DeSantis. I don't need to talk for very long to let you know how wrong that, that really is. Now, in Canada, there's a woman named, she's a journalist, and she's, as far as I've ever t seen, very respectful. Her name is Karima Saad. Mm. And she got removed from a conservative um, conservative political event, a Pierre Polyev political event. Now, I don't support Pierre Polyev because I, I support the PPC because I ran for them and I don't really trust Polyev, yeah. the lead conservative, even though he's you know, obviously a little bit better than Trudeau. Mm. said that nobody should be removing, even if they're contrarian, good faith actors just because they don't like what they think they're going to report on them afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, Laura, well, I, like, there's, there's she's, a difference she's there. Like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, somebody in the chat just said that I like Laura Loomer because blah, blah, blah. She's America first. Lisa. Here's the difference. You and Laura Loomer are both voting for Trump. I will have a discussion with you because you at least come with your, your assessments, what you feel to be true. And you, I don't think you intentionally misrepresent stuff to the, to the level that she does. So it's like, but there's a clear thing ever. If I make a mistake, it's yeah, yeah, far yeah, yeah, different yeah. than in that, yeah. Even my tweet, my tweet on the weekend when I said the DeSantis team is doing the same thing Hollywood's doing. If I lose, I'm going to leave the country. And it was like, that's not what they said. I'm sorry. That's not even what I meant to suggest the original tweet said. And so I had yeah. to, you know, delete and clarify. I read that I, and I was I, just like, mm, no, they're saying they're going to leave the GOP. And, no, but I understand how someone could have read that tweet and thought that I was actually saying that that's what the quote tweet said yeah. when, it, when it didn't. So I can understand that. I never deliberately misrepresent because I assume the truth is going to come out. Like, mm. Just take L Laura Luma for an example. I would, I would have her on to discuss with her because my question to her would be like, she's a vigorous Trump supporter and she's oh, yeah. America first, whatever that. But <laughs> does she, does, the question I'd ask her, and you know, maybe one day I will, is does she think that some of the tactics that she employs reflect well on, on Team Trump or mm. on the cause in general? Or does more to discredit her and the position that she purports to want to promote and support. For you know, for example, uh, and and I've I've been public about it. Like you know, what she did with Riley Gaines, posting the FEC filings. I know. That had yes. I was like, you don't do that. No. You don't do that. It takes no call five for that. flipping to black out the address. Oh, but it's public on the FEC already. There's a difference between what's publicly available at the courthouse and yeah. me going down, getting what's publicly available, scanning it and putting it on the internet. So, and especially with someone like Riley Gaines, who has been, you know, the subject of abuse, physical violence as well. You don't post her fucking address, period. Yeah.
Uh, well, she knew what she was doing. She she knew exactly, uh, that, what she, and that's why I feel like she's she's lost all credibility. There was a difference in the Laura Loomer that was banned on Twitter when conservatives were really being attacked to what she has devolved into right now, which is some of the most vile, disgusting tactics I've ever seen that I haven't <laughs> even seen liberals go to that level. So that's why I feel like she's not somebody worth debating with. It's just she's a bad faith debater. This is what she wants to do. She lies. She manipulates the truth, distorts the truth. And there's a difference in having a discussion with someone like her versus someone like you that you can actually have a good faith conversation with. Yep. I would like to ask her, like, if, if at the end of these things might be politically useful for a certain period of time, like she'll be a good uh, 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 the mm -hmm. bulldog, you know, political bulldog and the, the, the one you want on your team and you wouldn't necessarily want against you. But at the end of the day, oh, like, I'm glad she's on Trump's team. She's given the DeSantis campaign a lot of ammunition. She's done far more damage than she has good. That's the question. And um, mm. and if if her purpose is to not sway, but to defend and promote uh, Trump and whatever whatever people think MAGA means, I still don't know. I mean, I don't know what what it means now, but if it if it's not working and it's actually turning off more people mm. than it's turning on, then why continue doing it? Uh, you know, Carrie Lake takes a, a selfie with with Laura Loomer. I don't mm. know the extent that everybody knows of. I, you can't assume Didn't that they everybody beef knows. one time. Weren't yeah. they beefing one time? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't see this thing. I don't know everything, but I don't Laura know everything. About she beefs with everybody. She beefs with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, did you see Benny Johnson? You see that? Another one. Another one. That's, <laughs> but I deleted my tweet because like I, I'm on. I'm on the two. I'm on the trail with the. I know. With, 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 I know. I, 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 so what good does all MAGA this do? crucified him figuratively, not literally. No, figuratively. You got your one. You got your one biggest bullhorn making a stink of it. You got yeah. some people going along but i think there's a lot of people saying enough of this enough of this because yeah. at the end of the day come tomorrow you can't say things that you can't unsay and say oh sorry benny all's fair in love and politics fuck i mean piss off and the other thing is this at some point laura loomer might also appreciate you know if you cross a certain line and your utility is gone you get brushed aside and it's going to be yeah. a very unforgiving world and then and then well, where do you go like they, yeah go i agree I feel like after this election, regardless of how it turns out, there's going to be a lot of these people that I feel were bad faith the entire time that other campaigns are going to say, we don't, we're not going near you. You're cancerous. We've seen like no, with the, the go ahead. I mean, I, I don't know how she may, I, I'm not saying this to like, I'm not calling anybody a grifter this full stop. Mm. I don't, I don't think she gets paid by the campaign. So I think this is like, this is I her. I don't think so either, but I think she does it through rumble and stuff like that. Or actually, but, I, well, I do know how she makes some of her money, but I'm not going to disclose that because it's personal. I don't want to know, but uh, you know, yeah. people, people, journalists are allowed to make money off their journalism. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. To make money off their content. The only problem is, like, at some point, um, <clears throat> once the utility is over, and then you, what are you going to do after you, this? Yourself into a corner that you you try to redefine yourself afterwards, and people are not necessarily going to be amenable to a re. Yeah. What is the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Not a rejuvenation. Uh, recreate. Come on, what's the word I'm looking for? When you reinventing, reimage. Are not necessarily going to be open to that, and you and you make enough enemies of people who, even if you were ideologically in competition, yeah. certain things are not fair and certain things are not forgivable, or at least you forgive, no. but you don't forget. Well, you know that's the other thing that a lot of people have taken this positioning that this is the primaries, anything goes. Now, I, I feel like there is a certain level of principles that we should all have and respect. For example, not accusing our political opposition of being a pedophile. It's like, I think that crosses a line. I think, and I know some people disagree with that, but I feel like that also borderline is libel. When you are calling someone a pedophile using pictures that are clearly not correct, it's like, 
But this was the tone that Trump set from the get-go. But Trump has a history of doing this. He called, you know, Ted Cruz's wife ugly and stuff like that. But then afterwards, they kiss and make up. And it's like, hey, this is politics. So it's like, where is your Rub- where's your Rubicon? And for me, it's like, that was it for me. Trump lost me after that one. So that's why I disagree with those well, tactics. Exactly what Trump said before. Cause not that I don't trust. Not that I, I know. Yeah. Let yeah. me see. Is I, it's still an article, but it's behind yeah, a paywall. Look up so on True Social. Go ahead. He says, okay, so it looks like Trump said, that's not Ron. Is it? Trump wrote sarcastically. He would never do such a thing. Trump has been doing just that on Tuesday. This is sharing a few posts on True Social that showed DeSantis grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. Now, hold on. Whose post is this? Oh, I got to go. See, this is so amazing where you got to go down, read the full conversation on Twitter. Oh, is this so hard to get to the truth these days? Three clicks on the internet. I've already lost my attention. Yeah, it's okay, go down the rabbit hole on it, but go look at his original true social post and you, you can find it. It's still there. School kids with a teacher. This is Dong Chan Lee. So Trump is re-truthing and it says, that's not wrong. He That's not wrong. He would never do such a thing. Okay. Sarcasm. And then we get a tweet from Dong Chan Lee. Ron DeSantis was having a drink party with students when he was a high school teacher. Having drinks with underage girls and cuddling with them certainly looked pretty gross. And ephibophilias. What the hell does that? I, it's not every day I see a new word. Ephibophilia-esque. Do you know what that word means? I have no idea. Not uh, Just fact check you. He didn't call him a pedophile. <laughs> He's jokingly uh, replying to a tweet, which is posting a picture. I don't think the girls were underage in the picture to begin with. But, uh, so, okay, I'll disagree with the characterization, whether or not this is part and parcel of... I, I think that's fair Come enough on. in politics. I think I, I wouldn't do it, but you know... Why Trump wouldn't you is. do it? Yeah, well, Trump, Trump doesn't have a Rubicon. He's going to do everything he can do. But to me, it's just like, that's where Trump lost me. It's like... You, here's the deal. If you want to go after DeSantis, go after him on policy. Go after him on things that actually matter. This stuff is irrelevant. This stuff is just sidebar conversation that's just ridiculous. So and this is Trump's tactics. This is what he does. I don't agree with it. I feel like, you know, when you look at somebody like, like Trump, you can look at his attacks on the Second Amendment. You can look at his pro-abortion and kind of stances and stuff, and that's why I don't support the guy. But those are the things that I'd be willing to debate on. But what he's done here with this, this, these, these um, accusations, it's disgusting. I, I cannot agree with that. Fact checking. He never. He not. Not only did he not use the pedophile word. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he. So he did not call him a pedophile. I'm just looking at the person who said he used the word pedophile. Mm-hmm. Will Somer, media reporter at the Washington Post. This is when Team DeSantis gets me a little irritated because you can't. You you repeat. Not you, John. Mm-hmm. But people repeat the talking point. He called him a pedophile. A. He didn't. Okay. So we've seen the truth posts. Tongue in cheek replying to one saying he's drinking with underage girls. He didn't call him a pedophile. Did not use the p word. And who said it? It was a Washington Post reporter saying Trump going heavy on DeSantis is a pedophile, putting it in quotes, stuff today. And then people from Team DeSantis run with it as though Trump actually called DeSantis a pedophile. So I mean, this, He was it, inferring it that back- he was drinking underage with students. He was like, he would never do that. It's like... But words matter, especially when you're accusing someone of accusing someone of, of calling someone a pedophile. So he didn't do it. Whether, whether or not he wouldn't do that, whether or not it's tongue in cheek... Whether or not it's even sincere, he wouldn't do that. Who the hell knows? Maybe Trump was being sincere, but he did not call him a pedophile. The only person who said he did put it in quotes, Will Somer, a liar at the no, Washington Post. No, hold on. So, You're simplifying this. There's, I've got several articles we could pull up that don't even go into just that one direction. We've got uh, Donald Trump responds, spreading rumor he drank with underage high school girls. This is from February 8, 2023. There's various different things. You Go ahead. No, find me one where Trump calls 
DeSantis a pedophile? He doesn't say pedophile. It was the it was the reference to drinking with underage students. That's that's the truth of that one. So fair enough. We'll concede that one. But even still, making such a an accusation or giving a wink nod at it, that's disingenuous. Like, come on, that's not true. We know that's not true. Well, look, first of all, it's I am. If if that's if that's the one the breaker of Trump, then and you supported him in the past for his other stuff. Well, you might just be more sensitive to that one because you like DeSantis and you'll tolerate. No, it no, 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 no. Like- I've already listened to the reasons why I don't like Donald Trump. I think that no, one was no. the final straw for me. It's like, OK, this is enough. I've had enough of this. You know, I've tolerated Trump's anti Second Amendment stances and I've, I've gone into depth as why as I feel that is the most crucial right that we have. And you you yourself said that you, you love the Second Amendment. You came to America and you understand the value of it. I feel like for me, that's one of the big ones for me. And then other things that Trump has said and done, like you couldn't even he couldn't even answer a question right away with. Can a man become a woman? He's like, well, you know, it's just like, come on, dude. Play that video. If you can pull that one up. Oh, yeah, that's I'm, another one where people, because when I watch that and maybe I'm projecting where he, he laughs. You project <laughs> a lot, David. You project, you accuse other people of doing that, but you, and here's the, I'll give you the pedophile oh, one. I'll give you that one. I'm very uh, in tune with my own potential. Maybe I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Hold on, I'll play the video I, for you. I've got the video. Definitely. Uh, he, when he in my view, he's not laughing because he can't answer the question. He's laughing because it's such a ridiculous question. But wait, why couldn't he answer it right away? Why couldn't he just say no? Even his answer, I have to hear his answer. Right, here, here, here. What I'll I play it for you right now. Become a woman. Hold on, let me redo it. Can a man become a woman? Um, in my opinion, you have a man, you have a woman. I, I, I think, I think part of it is birth. Can the man give birth? No. No, although they'll come up with some answer to that also. Someday, I heard just the other day, they have a way that now the man can give birth. No, I would say uh, uh, I'll continue my stance on that. Which, again, he did say no. He did say no. But to me, it's like... Say no. He did say no, but it's just like, dude, just just say no. I think... I Put it to the chat. I think he's making fun of anyone who would ask such a question. Eh, what a stupid question. And they'll make up a reason. No, I think it's more in line that he has friends like Caitlyn Jenner and the rest of them. He doesn't want to offend them. So he's going to give his explanation as to why he feels the way he does. But it's like, just say no. I think Caitlyn Jenner would say that she's a, would say that, I I don't even know which way to go. Caitlyn Jenner would not say that he's a woman. Mm -hmm. He would say that he's a trans. And like, Mm -hmm. which is why I like, um, I had on, I'm going to forget. I mean, her, her. Come on, um, she's, she's all over Twitter. She's the, the, the transgender she, who refers to herself as transsexual and says, "I want to take back the term." Oh, come on, uh, I Blair have no White. Idea. Blair, White. oh yeah, that one. I've never understood that one. I've never understood why conservatives embraced him to the level they did. Because Blair White would be the example of someone who understands. A caller, call him he or she. Whatever, will not get mad if you call him he. Yeah. Uh, understands that he, although passes, and you, I use that term because Blair uses the term, passes, understands that there's a difference between a biological male and someone who's done the work to transform their body from what it was originally to what they've made it look like, given scientific feats and you know hard work and diet and whatever. Uh, and Blair says, I'll take back the term transsexual because of how this has been bastardized and politicized, and I understand I'm different than mm. a woman, <clears throat> period. And, and Caitlyn Jenner says, I understand that I'm different than a woman, and we should not be allowed to compete with biological women. So, you know, I don't think Trump's not trying to insult them. I genuinely felt that- No, 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 no. I didn't say insult them. I said he's trying to kind of dance along this line to not offend them. I mean, so to not offend them. No, I don't think so. I think he was laughing at how absurd the question was. And it's like, well, no, but then I think a man can't give birth, but they'll make up some bullshit reason as to how a man can give birth. Do you know who, uh, who Samson is? Who? 
Samson. Oh, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind right now. You don't know who Samson is. You're talking about the biblical oh. Samson? No, 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 Samson the rapper. Oh, hold is on. Is he that Samson? guy that's all trad wife now? The one that's been on Twitter, like going for all these trad women, like like promoting them no, or whatever. Play this, uh, Samson. Do it for the kids. Okay, oh, it's keep the kids out of it. Hold on a second, Samson. Oh, I'm gonna send this to you. How do I send you a link? Keep the kids. Uh, text it to me. Uh, okay, no, hold on. Just, just go to Twitter, and put in Samson with no P. S A M S O N. Just leave the kids out of it. It's possibly for, you have to play it. Um, I'm on Instagram. And, on. Samson and, the rapper. Is it just Samson or Samson the rapper? No, it's Samson. S A M S O N. Just leave the kids out of it and play the first minute of this rap. A, it's amazing. It's oh, I'll, amazing. I'll do it after the show then. Samson, because I've... And if, if the ch- S-A-M-S-O-N, and if you see it, it's just like, it's just him in a field of grass. Oh, no, that's the wrong guy. I'll, 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 we'll do I'll, it after the chat. I, let's keep going with this, though. We talk about no, the... So hold on. I just, I just heard something in the backdrop. Okay, I'm, I shut that screen down. Um, okay. Yeah, Samson's stuff is funny as hell. It says Crash Bandit, who I know from my community. It's also just fantastic rap it's like hip-hop it's the best hip-hop is he um, rap about like okay. cultural events within the conservative movement biden. yeah like you know biden okay he's i think he's like a tom mcdonald but i, would I was say about to say there's a few of those there's tom mcdonald there's um adam uh calhoun there's a few i know adam there's a few other people that have done that but i want to go back to the trump stuff though you said that you know my bias is like the reasoning why i i don't like trump or i prefer to say i'll tell you right now no, i do no, prefer no. DeSantis. I only said your bias was why you might have been more sensitive to uh, a mean or, a, you know, a, a name calling to DeSantis versus a name. calling. Oh, yeah. To no, I'll agree with that 100 percent hands down because I do respect what DeSantis has done. And I feel like that was, there's there's no call for that. We don't have to do this. Like for me, it's just like this upcoming election is going to be so serious that the GOP is going to have to unite. We have to unite to take on the left. But with this infighting, I to the level it's become now, it's like this this wasn't needed. I feel like Trump's campaign, I, I, we didn't, they did not have to go about it this way. I think DeSantis would not be, and we've talked about this prior, I don't think DeSantis would be nearly the threat that I feel he is had Trump not shared a spotlight. But there's other things that I can list about Trump who basically sided with Disney and Anna Bush against DeSantis, other things like that. Um, I, I don't agree with those policies. I don't agree with this 15-week abortion ban, but I know that's because some people will have a difference of like, opinion on six weeks, 15 weeks, yada, yada, yada. There's just a lot of things that I don't like what Trump's doing. Again, the support of the lockdowns. Now, he, he didn't enforce the lockdowns, but he certainly tweeted out that the governors have to go through me. And it's just kind of like, I'm getting two different messages here. Yeah, well, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold that against Trump because, he, first of all, he said things which were, I guess, factually incorrect. If I want to say maybe he doesn't understand the separation of powers, that might be the critique. Yeah. But it, Trump, it, when, he's en- when he's engaging in discourse, like, yeah, okay, we're going to shut down. I shut them all down. But you couldn't. It wasn't your responsibility and it wasn't your authority in the first place. Whether mm-hmm. or not they got some tacit approval from your general messaging, whatever. But the, the fact Santa's is, though, I, he still promotes it that way, though. He still claims well, I, or he stood I, on the fact, like, I shut it down. I saved a lot of lives. I, my, I have criticism about Trump, and he's okay. going to have to figure that sooner than later because he will be the nominee, uh, setting aside cataclysmic uh, legal I, I or whatever. I disagree. Well, I don't know. I, I, I generally here's the thing. I don't know, man. I really don't. I think Iowa tonight. I think Iowa tonight is going to set a precedent. I think we're really going to see. And here's the thing. I hope not for the sake of DeSantis, just for the sake of him winning or beating Trump. I hope that DeSantis does take it to where people can start waking up and realizing stop trusting the polls. Regardless of who wins, I, I, stop trusting the polls. I, I, I trust the polls, which is why 
I don't believe that Nikki Haley is as popular as the polls say, and I don't believe that Thank you. And I'm just like, they, uh, there was one pollster that had her at 25% in Iowa today. I'm like, are you high? Like, are you high? Doesn't understand that Nikki Haley is the MSM, a deep state Democrat favorite. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's clear as day. If anybody doesn't understand that, they need to yeah. have their cataracts or their political cataracts removed. Um, but I, I, I never trust the polls, period. No, and now, I it, think generally popular, or excuse me, go ahead. No, it allows me to always say why I was right or wrong because if the polls were whatever. But, <laughs> well, you know. I, 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 I think he's, unfortunately, I think he's in for a bad night. Mm -hmm. And 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 I, it's not, I don't get any pleasure out of this. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll oh, there will be a lot of people that will. You know, for me, it's just like, no. this isn't going to be one of those things that like if DeSantis does lose, I'm going to have to go back and say, like, say, no, I'm supporting him based upon the principles that I feel like I align myself with. So there, if he does lose, like I'm going to vote in accordance with what I feel the best uh, potential candidate is. And I feel it is Ron DeSantis. And if people want to vote for Trump, that's fine. The people that I don't care for are the cultists within each movement that refuse to give good faith arguments and discussions like that. But instead, they try and shift, gaslight, all these things. It's like, you know, yeah, even, even seeing Benny Johnson get attacked to the level he did last night of just going on the trail with Vivek and asking him questions. And the MAGA people is like, you're not one of us. You've been exposed, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you do realize you are doing far more damage to your movement than just by simply saying, fair enough, go do what you vote accordingly. You know, and there was a lot of the Santos people that were attacking um, uh, Rand Paul for, you know, and I shouldn't say a lot, but there were some DeSantis people that were getting mad that Rand Paul said, hey, tomorrow I've got a big announcement. And his announcement was, I'm just never Nikki. And some of the DeSantis people were like, bro, you need to endorse DeSantis. And I was like, hey, and I told him, I was like, you need to calm down. And I was like, you can't take this method that you see MAGA on Twitter applied towards a lot of these candidates say like, if you're not with us, you're not a Republican. You'll never come back to MAGA. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you're not the arbiter of that, but fair enough to try and flex like you are. But it's like, when you attack these people to this level, it's like you are no, no, showcasing. This, Go ahead. I'm saying, like, this is not just. This doesn't just create unbridgeable political divides. I mean, this is going to be the mm. end of people's relationships. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, oh well, that was that was one heck. Of, no, fuck, fuck off. That wasn't one heck of a fight. You, you no. crossed the line, and yeah. many people did it. I, I like. Oh, yeah. I know I've. I know that I've done it, but only with people who I've intended to do it with. Um, but not <laughs> even on the. Like, when I, by the time I decide, like, I don't care if I never speak to someone again, I'm fairly certain they are of bad yeah. faith. So, like, the Brian yeah. Taylor Cohens of the world, I'll, 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 I'll be in flight and not worry about him coming over for Hanukkah next year. But <laughs> what I would say, like, in the DeSantis camp, it's there's two things. The dynamic is different because Trump is the more popular candidate and DeSantis mm. is challenging him. Mm. And trying to convince the, the, the mass, the, the majority, sorry, why they should turn over, switch mm. over, come to him. You don't do that by acting like jackasses on the internet, period. You don't sway anybody by doing that. Regardless of I which side, I'll, I will concede to that. Absolutely, yeah. It's, when you're the underdog trying to convince people to come to you, acting like whiny little itch bays is not the right way to do it. When DeSantis had the most political leverage was when he was not responding to Trump's personal attacks. That's when he was, when he was the most stoic. When he was not responding, when he was doing politics over the calling, and I was like, Trump had better just stop doing this because if he doesn't take the bait, the strategy doesn't work. Well, DeSantis took the bait and then lost at the strategy, and that's the problem. Uh, and then we all knew who Trump was. He calls people names. He's a bit of a megalomaniac. Uh, if you don't think that that's what's needed to run a country and actually be responsible for, like, killing people, mm. but, you know, starting, you don't think you need to be a bit of a megalomaniac who calls people names. Well, uh, good. Uh, 
elect Viva Fry president, and I'll and I'll apologize when we invade your country. Like, sorry, eh, but uh, we need we need that. Well, when um, you see DeSantis going after Trump or responding to Trump's attacks and stuff like that, it's always been on policy. Well, it it, it was on policy until until it wasn't, and then it was when well, was I don't it? know. Well, Goes into taking hush money payments. Oh, oh yeah, good one, DeSantis. Uh, oh, well, January 6th was an embarrassment. Oh, no. It, 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 DeSantis tried to play the same game. And the, and the biggest argument is, well, Trump is doing it, so Team DeSantis can do it. Well, A, if you don't get into a pissing contest with a polecat, because you're going to lose. And mm. don't adopt a strategy that you're going to lose and that you know rubs off badly, but say, well, he's doing it, so I can do it too. Losing strategy. <laughs> and that's the, that's the argument that I've heard from Team DeSantis. Look how toxic his, his crowd is. First of all, they're the majority, and not to say that they're right, but they're, you're trying to convince them. You're not going to convince them by adopting stupid, I dare say, lefty tactics when it comes to online discourse. Mm. And so yeah, I think it's, it's worked poorly. Um, you know, DeSantis hasn't performed uh, as a human on the personal scale the same way uh, Vivek has, for example. And... Um, it's back when you talk so about performance line. between Vivek and, say, for example, Ron DeSantis, it's like, yeah, Vivek is very more animated. He's very more. He, I think he, he resonates with a lot of the voters because, you know, I, I said this from day one. Ron is a little awkward. You know, when you get up there with the debate stage, and he tries to smile. And I told people, it's like, he's got to stop doing that. It's like, you've got to stop doing that fake smile. Just be authentic. Be the memes where they focus on his face. Some people are awkward yeah, for whatever yeah. the reason. I, 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 I'll, I don't think I've ever shared any of those types yeah, of that's, that's when we get into the That's when we get into the roots on that kind of stupid shit that they tried to pull on Trump when he was drinking water with two hands and CNN's like, look at this. So when I saw Trump I, I, doing that same thing with the boots, with all this other stuff, I was like, this is just stupid. I'm sorry. It's like, you can sit there and you can say what you want about the DeSantis camp and how, like, DeSantis's failure launch when he did it on Twitter spaces, that was a mistake. It, I understand why he did it. It's like you want to explore new opportunities. You've got Elon Musk giving you this massive platform and then it crashes. And it's like, that could be a good sign that you got so many people tuning in. It's like, but realistically, probably not the way I would have went about that. It's like, we need to do, we need to follow the status quo on this one because people are watching for this. So there are some things that I can nitpick the campaign about. When it comes to toxicity, I don't feel like DeSantis has gotten to the same level that Trump and his team have. We're talking about the doxing. We're talking about... Um, and I have, I still I, have that I, list. Call me, um, uh, what's the word? Do I know? D detached from reality. I don't know that I consider Laura Loomer, and I'm trying to think of anybody else. No, 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 no. I'm not example. talking about her. I'm not talking about her. She's, she didn't, well, she docks Riley Gaines. Um, no, there's that, that Joma dude. Uh, and these are all people that are in the MAGA camp out there. And then when you look at Laura Loomer, who, by the way, accused DeSant Casey DeSantis of faking the breast cancer, murdering her own sister, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then Trump praises her. When you've got the likes of Roger Stone that you surround yourself with, it's like, I see your point as far as like, you don't want to get, and Austin Peterson made this point too. He said, you don't want to get into a pissing match with someone that this is their game. This is what they're good at. But I do feel like Ron DeSantis has fired back pretty accurately on a lot of these things. But it's also true. Trump has tried to take to this positioning of like the high ground of saying like, look, this January 6th, the Colorado ballot, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, I'm dominating the news cycle and you have to fall under that. So when you do that, you're essentially looking up to Trump saying, blah, blah, versus DeSantis saying, that's your problem. His positioning is, I don't have the drama. I'm not going to be drugged through the courts. He is. You'll have oh, me yeah, for eight yeah. years. If but then that, that falls, I know, but that fall, and I, I know that falls into, do you feel 2020 was rigged? Do you feel the courts actually have something here? And you can get into the weeds on that one. Everyone's going to have a different thing of opinion on that one. But for me, it's like, I just go, I prefer DeSantis over Trump. I really do. And I don't blame anybody for that. I mean, I, I don't blame anybody for that. Uh, mm. But this story can only have one ending. And oh, yeah. it's Trump, it's Trump getting uh, elected. 
cleaning house. Although I don't even I don't even know where it goes from there because that you know that might be the last chapter of the uh, the comeback. What's the next chapter of of, of American history moving forward? I'm still curious to say or to see who the left is going to run because it's not going to be Newsom. I thought it was Newsom. Newsom got shredded by DeSantis. The left is not going to use Newsom. They got to find somebody else. So if Trump does secure the primary, and this is a question I do pitch to you and everybody else, if they rig the 2020, what's going to stop them from doing it again in 2024? Um, Well, that's the defeatist. No, no, no. I'm I'm just being authentic. What's going to prevent, and I'm not saying this like, he's not, I'm saying, how can we be sure they're not going to try the same tactic again. What can we do to prevent such a thing? I, um, I'll just say, I don't know. I, I, you can imagine what they might do if you have a man. And I, I like the phrasing of it was a man-made virus. And I believe it was oh, I agree. not deliberately yeah. released to alter the election. Arguably, I, had a, you know, weapon. if it was, that was a very well-devised plan. <laughs> No, it's like, but if it wasn't, it was a very well-devised hijacking of a pandemic, which true. whatever. Seth, I can never prove these things, so I, you know that's why you can't assert them as facts. Yeah. Um, like, are they going to go yeah, to war? Is there going to be a, a terrorist attack that's going to prevent in-person voting, and they're going to have to figure out other ways to do it? Who knows how they're going to rig it or try to rig it this time? The bottom line is, um, it, it it wasn't rigged in the sense that it couldn't have been defeated the last time. That's that's where you can understand the difference between. Election fortification, mm-hmm. which can be countered, and if people are sufficiently aware of it, can mm-hmm. be battled, you know, pushed back on the next time. Versus like, hey, here's a vote and flip the switches. Like that's why the Dominion, the Dominion um, vote flipping thing. I never believed it because if you believe that, then yeah, you, you never believe in voting. Period. Yeah. Well, there's the a lot of people line, that do though. That's what angers me about this. Is like some people they've given up. They're, they're saying, yeah, what's the point in voting? It's like, okay, that's the defeatist attitude. That's the attitude I don't like. It's like, I'm still going to vote no matter what. To that. Do if I? it was so easy, if, so, if it is so easy to irreparably rig it, they mm. would not be doing what they're doing right now to persecute the January 6ers, to terrorize and demonize half the population, to mm. suppress and silence people on social media. You know, if it's within the margins, there's room and there's fear. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's not with the margins, and that's not going to be sitting around and saying, "Oh, woe is me, it's already fixed." No, yeah. if it were already fixed, they would not be doing what they're doing to them. We wouldn't so, be winning any elections. Well, maybe they would. They let some fly to say, "Like, look, you know, we're not rigging it because look, look at all these wins." But at the same well, time, though, it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. It, it's yeah, tactics it's come into play on that one. How do you counter it? Get out there, be vocal, and don't let them be better on the ground. They they've been Democrats for all their foibles. Um, it's always party over country. They're better at that. Uh, yep. They're better at rallying behind the people who just called each other's racist. They're better at rallying. <laughs> yeah. Bernie Sanders bent yeah. over and endorsed Hillary after they literally stole, you know, yep. cheated him out of the party. Tulsi Gabbard, you know, Bernie. Uh, yeah, I agree. I had a Bernie Sanders mug and I was, I was almost happy. You were a Bernie bro? It. Someone gave me a mug and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Bernie, you know, he, he, no, but I, I can understand from what he was saying before being a little I was going to swear. And before Bitch, being a good. Push, you can swear. Push, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were like, okay. We don't say that now. I'm literally literally uh, licking the boot that was just on his neck. Yep. Uh, I was like, okay, he's not all wrong. I like his foreign policy. He's not much different than Trump. Mm. Until he bent over and said, thank you, Hillary, for screwing me. Uh, mm. May I have another? And everyone, don't be stupid. Go vote for Hillary. All right, you're done. For the rest of your life, may you live forever. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but no, the, the, the Democrats, they're better on the ground. They're better at activism. They're better at propaganda. Oh, they are, yeah. And, and they're better at saying, they're better at 
forgetting about how they were just screwed by their by their allies and mm-hmm. going to support them. It's party over country. I don't know that that's a good thing, but at the very least in politics, it's, get, it's it winning them. Itself. They're they're winning elections. They're getting the results, and that's what scares me about that. It feels like you've got to sell out your principles. You've got to sell out what's right and what's wrong to say, no, it's the greater good so that we can win elections. But then I would feel greasy and disgusting by employing that level of tactic, of political tactics. But that's what they're doing and they're winning. And it's like, that's, good Lord. That, that is the question. You know, like if you become the monster to defeat the monster, you haven't defeated the monster. You've just replaced the monster. And, yeah. and now you're it. So yep. I don't know, like, then, but then the argument is, well, it's no good losing on principles when they, when they win by cheating. Uh, and then, and so but then I, it's just it, like, but then if you compromise the principles, therefore you have no principles. Like, do your principles suddenly come back after you win the election? Then it's like, okay, now we're going to be principled. No, you literally become the monster that you just defeated. Exactly. So if you can't, can't in order the to defeat evil, you have, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I say, it's great. No, I, I will not become the monster. Then people are going to say, well, kill or be killed. Look, self-defense at that proximate level of, of, of immediate risk is a different issue. But oh, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of cheater to beat the cheaters, no, you need to expose the cheaters. And then to the extent possible, use the court system. But then people say, well, the court system's all, all, yeah. all weapons. Expose that. And you're not going to get judges. yeah. You're not going to get a good definitive outcome on this because if they say this election's rigged, this judge is manipulated, this this and this. It's like, well, then what's the point in voting? Then just stay home and don't vote. That is the defeatist attitude. So it's like, but Trump did have the positioning of saying that we are going to vote so overwhelmingly that they can't deny it. It's just like, well, by that same idea, isn't that what happened in 2020? Because everybody says the 81 million votes weren't legitimate. I kind of feel like they were to a degree in a sense of like I feel like we go ahead. That constitutionally valid, not legitimate, like not yeah. not not fake pieces of paper. I'm talking about like Democrats' of- mentality, how they view it. I should I should clarify in that positioning there. They view it as being a, a legitimate election, yada yada. Versus Republicans talk about like this this and this is rigged. And it's like it feels like everything. It's like where is the truth? Because I've seen so many different theories, so many different theories across the board. It's like I don't know what's true and I don't know what's real anymore. I genuinely don't believe that most Democrats think it was totally uh, legit. I, 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 they're just happy so? that the. I, I think. Oh, they, so it's they, just kind of like we won. Just be quiet. Let it go. Yeah, we 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 took advantage of the new rules better than you did. I mean, that's oh, the ballot harvesting. Yeah, well, even Trump talked about that. Like when you signed the CARES Act and you you helped fund these mail-in ballots, and I'm just like, you say one thing, but your previous actions have supported the very same cheating you accused him of doing. He talked about. But then the, Flip side is, you know, it's to support the mail-in voting, but then to urge everybody to show up on the day of when you have problems. I mean, it's sort of like the Arizona elections with Carrie Lake, where mm. show up the day, don't mail it in because we don't trust the mail-in ba- voting, and then you have backlogs and all sorts of problems the day of, and then your vote doesn't get counted. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's like if you're going to accuse these people of doing these certain things, then stop sitting there trying to say like, you know, we shouldn't be ballot harvesting. It's like no, you got to go. And I don't, even, I do not agree with ballot harvesting. I think ballot harvesting should be illegal. I think mail-in votes should be illegal because olden times that was absentee balloting that was that's all it was uh, absentee yes yes in person photo id paper trail but that's what i feel handicapped yes yeah yeah yeah. common sense stuff like that absolutely but the thing that aggravates me is that republicans are not assuming that positioning instead it's like we're going to do the same thing they're doing it's like but you do realize it's always going to be them being one step ahead one step ahead it should be the positioning of no 
fair across the board, day of, blah, 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 secured, all this. But instead, it's like, we're just going to adopt what the Democrats do. I, I, I genuinely feel come 2024, they're working on something. They're going to have some kind of hidden rule, hidden law. It's like, this is what we're doing. The Republicans will be like, God damn it. Why didn't we think of that? My my major concern is some major catastrophic disaster that prevents safe in-person voting. And so now we got to make a digital app. I mean, that's that's that's. Oh, my God. No, hell no. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I'm just saying it'd be like that. People would have to rise up and say, no, this is this is this goes beyond. This goes beyond. What, what, what just has to happen beforehand is the Supreme Court's got to get involved on the ballot question, on the presidential immunity question. Yeah. They've got to start. But, I, you know, it is true. Conservatives, Republicans, whatever you want to call it, they are uh, behind the curve when it comes to the tactics. But they get there eventually. And, you know, they do. But it's like too little too late sometimes, you know, now they're investigating Fannie Willis out of Georgia. But, yeah, it's it's a little too late because go ahead and get justice against Fannie Willis. Dude, We're I 10 know. Bro, but this is the thing that aggravates me about Republicans. Like, it's it's all about this Republican politicians wannabe Twitter influencers. You see them spatting with each other over here, and I'm just kind of like, my biggest thing is, like, if Matt Gates ousted me, and I'm not a McCarthy fan. I think McCarthy was a pro-Ukraine dude. I'm, I wasn't a big fan of him. He could fundraise. That was clear as day. But Matt Gates basically comes out there with these 20 Republicans that held out and said, this is our list of demands. And McCarthy's like, okay, we're going to give you this. Now, McCarthy didn't release the J6 tapes. And everybody's kind of, even I was like, he's not going to release them. I was like, he's going to say that. So Matt Gates then calls the House to a vote, and they oust the dude. Johnson, Speaker Johnson comes in there, the list of demands, and the first thing he does is Israel. Ukraine. And I'm like, okay, so if Gates is a part of this Make America First, Make America Great, America First movement, and then your speaker comes in there, and the first thing he talks about is supporting Ukraine and Israel, I'm like, how the hell is this? And even and I agree with them. It's like, it needs to be America first. But then That's Gates something. doesn't employ those same tactics. Marjorie Taylor Greene does not employ those same tactics. And now it's like, well, we're okay with this one. It's just like, all right, man, I need to see some consistency here, and I don't see it. And Republicans well, in general. I Total side note, but you know what? You know what exacerbates anti-Semitism or foments anti-Semitism is when a country has its own wildly apparent problems, and yet uh, you know, a, a, a certain group seems to be getting preferential treatment over and above the well-being of the citizenry at large. Oh, um, yeah. And a country, it's it's an amazing thing. Like it's not even it's not even Israel per se, but like Ukraine, the the, the, the disproportionate support for foreign. Uh, nations, foreign mm -hmm. interests, and I'll get in trouble saying this. I mean, this, this is how this is actually how you create some very deep-rooted resentment towards specific groups. Um, you know, I don't, I know don't disagree with that. But at the same time, though, if you're going to take any kind of positioning, then naturally there's going to be a scapegoat. Now, whether that's true or not, I mean, you know, the war with Japan, you know, the Japanese internment camps. The, I wouldn't say going to that level. It's disgusting. But the thing that has blown my mind is that, and I'm going to say something. You said you'll get in trouble. I'll say this. I will side with the Jews or the Muslims any day. And that's not because of I just don't like Muslims. I've seen it at root what the Middle East is about, what, what true... Islam in practice is in the Middle East. I've lived there for four and a half years. I've seen it firsthand. This is not a religion of peace. This is a, a religion of massive uh, misogyny. Uh, I, I have seen these people. I, I shouldn't say these people because I'm not trying to generalize everybody. But in Iraq and Afghanistan and being all over those countries, what I saw practiced was not a religion of understanding, was not a religion of principle, was not a religion of acceptance and love and understanding. It was a religion of extreme violence that has been practiced for a very, very long time. Now, when I look at what Israel's going through, 
I believe in any country has the right to self-defense. That's why I say is like Israel should be able to fight this war however they see fit. And Palestine should be able to fight this war however they see fit. But don't come pearl clutching when they resort to tactics that don't align with your principles or your morals. That's war. And that's what I feel like a lot of these Americans, specifically these American Muslims come out there and they're protesting all like, oh, the kids in Palestine. And it's like, I didn't see you out there for the two weeks before the invasion or three weeks. Oh, the horrible deaths of the uh, the Israeli Jewish children. There wasn't a tear shed over them. Those made headlines and everybody's like, oh, my I, God. But then when Israel retaliates, it's like, oh, my God, the children. It's like, <laughs> you're pearl clutching. It's even worse because the count, the anti-Israel protest began the day after before Israel had ever, had it ever done anything. And yes. Lived, we're roughly the same age. I've lived through two intifadas beforehand, and it was almost the, the, the Babylon Bee. Was it the Babylon Bee? Wrote an article that said, you know, it was, it was a joke, but they thought it was a joke, except it was the headlines. You know, in the second mm. intifada, Muslims fear backlash after latest uh, attack or, or Palestinians fear backlash after yeah. latest terror attack in Israel. I was like, that's a, that's a Babylon Bee headline. Like, Oh, yeah. The other bro, problem is, yeah. This is why I sort of like, you know, I, I appreciate Vivek's uh, most recent position on this is at some point, it's, it, is the, it is the foreign interference in conflict that actually sometimes just exacerbates and prolongs the conflict. Mm. If, 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 if there were immediate and direct consequences uh, for certain types of, of tactics, or I have to weigh my words. Um, I would say the, the, the Middle East conflict in Israel has been exacerbated by foreign intervention, and this would have oh, been yeah. resolved and more peacefully decades ago. But uh, why, and why this conflict has been dragged on, why the, the, the innocent Palestinian people have been used as, as pawns through vari by various forces yep. is a separate issue. But I also, I don't talk about this, not because it's just, it's a discussion that never goes anywhere. No, it And it never yeah. goes anywhere. One of the interlocutors. Oh, I've got people in my chat rooms like, oh, so if I think the Jews are, you know, having sex trafficking cults through the tunnels, then I must be an anti-Semite. Get over yourself. I didn't say that, but I still haven't seen any proof of child trafficking in this tunnel. I haven't seen that. I, uh, okay. First of all, there's tunnels in New York everywhere. No. If they're going to do sex trafficking, why would they be doing it under houses where people heard what's going on? Like, I, I'll entertain everything. I didn't, you know I'm so why, David. You know why. I didn't say it, but it's like, why are people so willing to believe this without seeing actual proof? You know I, why. I know. Why is it Jews are perverts in general, to begin that's, with? That's, yeah. and, well, no, no, no. And, I'm saying is that they, they, they're, look at the lens they're viewing things through. Now, I'm not saying, here's the thing. They're automatically making the assumption that I think that if you criticize the state of Israel, you're an anti-Semite. No, I disagree with that entirely. I think you can criticize Jewish people. I don't believe in Jewish nepotism. Not that it doesn't exist. I think that it shouldn't be allowed. But then again, there should be no nepotism. But when you make that kind of a stance, instantaneously they hear something like that, and it's an identity tag. It's like, wait a minute, I've got to attack this man because he's sitting there saying these things I disagree with. Therefore, he must love the Jews. I just believe in fairness and liberty for everybody. And if you don't like that, that's a you problem. And if you want to resort to anti-Semitic tropes to defend your position, you be my guest. But it's certainly not going to do you any good when you're in my chat looking like a Jew hater. So... You can kindly, and I mean this in all due respect, go fuck yourself. I don't care. You motherfuckers don't pay me. I don't give a shit. Someone just found out my name is David. Um, bada -bing, bada -boom. <laughs> I know all of the arguments. You know, they say the, oh, the yeah. idea, why is it even be a reflexive idea for child trafficking? Okay, then I'm going to hear the memes about the rabbis who do the tzitzi bepeh when they circumcise and they suck the blood out with their mouths. As oh, yeah. though there's any... So there's any rational practicing Jew out there, save it except for the 1% who think that that's appropriate. Like, 
the what people think are the rules of, of Jews and Judaism right. in general are the wildest of exceptions. They go to the Talmud. Nobody, they go to the Talmud. I, the other the funny thing is, I, I mean, I've never read the Talmud. If if I uh, period actually, but uh, all if you want to go to the old scriptures, they all of these all older religions have objectively objectionable passages in them and practices yeah. in them. They all so the only question is, has a religion matured out of yeah. those aspects? That being said. Uh, and I get in trouble for this. I cannot ignore the statistical overrepresentation of Jewish actors in certain things. Say, for example, um, the first impeachment of Donald Trump, mm -hmm. and where that you know it was called, it was called the Jew coup. But like, you can't <laughs> I never heard that. <laughs> what? Where did this come it, from? Just go, just go back and like look at all the players. And it's not that stupid oh, chart. Okay. That, the Jews. Um, but you can't. There's statistical overrepresentation of a population that represents one percent, one point six percent of the global population, for good and for bad. Yeah. And so, in as much as you know, growing up, it was always a source of pride for the Jewish community. My parents, look how many Jewish or part Jewish Nobel Peace Prize winners there are. Statistical overrepresentation. It must be a sign of of goodness. Mm. And then, when there's statistical overrepresentation in areas where it's not such a good reflection, then it becomes anti-Semitic to observe mm. it. I've never or been favoritism able to, in the previous example. Yeah. Well. That's another argument, which I've also become mildly sympathetic to. It's like, all right, you know, Hollywood, there's a historical reason why Hollywood tends to be uh, oh, statistical overrepresentation of Jews mm -hmm. for good and for bad. And that's, yeah, something. and I've had that conversation because people are just like, so you don't think Jewish nepotism is like, no, I think that does exist. I think that you cannot sit there and say that the human condition doesn't exist in everything except this one group. Because why? They're Jews? Like that? No. It's like, so... What you're talking uh, about as way. far as Jews and money, and, uh, you know, if people don't do the research on this, you know why Jews are so good with money, right? Because um, they were spent 40 years wandering the desert looking for a quarter? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, I, I wasn't even joking on that one, but that's pretty damn funny. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty damn funny. <laughs> why, did, why did the Jews spend 40 years wandering the desert? Somebody dropped a quarter, but a bing, but a boom. <laughs> No, I, 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 was, I, I was being serious, but I love that. I love Jew jokes. I love racist jokes. They're fucking hilarious. People lie and say, it's like, oh, my God, I don't laugh at that. It's like, oh, it's funny. No, but the, the historically. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. No, no. no, historically, you know, you know what the only job a lot of Jews were allowed to have throughout the history of time was, right? Lending money because lending money, money among people within the same. Yes. Not permitted. So when you are say, for example, if the only job you had, your people were allowed to have throughout the history of time was carpentry. Don't you think you'd be the best at carpentry there ever was and ever could be? So when it comes to Jews and money, not only do they, they, they get in the money trade, they know how to make money. They're great with business. They understand the concept of this and they pass it down. So there, we can have conversations about Jewish overrepresentation in Hollywood money. And I will have those conversations. And it's not like my mind is made up one way or the other. It's like, Oh no, I can agree with that. That's wrong. But on these other Jew examples, people are like, well, you know, but it's like, no, you're just being anti-Semitic at this point. It's like, there is a difference here. It's not one size fits all. Let, let, let me just tell you the, the funniest joke I've ever heard, which introduced me to the same, like people say it's, it's, you know, Jews have a stereotype for being stingy. I never knew that the Scots have the same uh, reputation. Because once that. upon a time, tells me a joke and it says, how was copper wire invented? And it was a Jew and a Scotsman fighting over a penny. And the the visual of the joke has always stuck with me. But like, I don't get it. It's like, oh, you don't know that the, the the stereotype of the Scots is that they're stingy. It's like, I didn't know that. I, I, and I'm talking to this like, what culture on earth would not want to manage their money properly? Like, what, are are the Germans wildly reckless with their money? No, I think the <laughs> Greeks are pretty good with their money. So, but that was a funny joke just for the. Um, but the I, thing about the, I the like Jewish, this, like how they talk about like, but why have the Jews been booted out of every place they try to settle? They haven't been booted out of America.
They've been in here for a very, very long time. But is that your reasoning? (laughs) No, that'd be the, I, 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 my hand to God, brother, my hand. And I'm not just saying this. like, if there was ever a movement to exterminate Jews from America, I would happily take up arms in defense of that of defensive Jewish people, because I believe it, it wouldn't even matter who it is. I feel like if you're going after a individual group of people and trying to deprive them of the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that our constitution, that our declaration of independence, that our statue of liberty represents, I'm your enemy. I will not be on your side. And people that say those things, it's just like, I don't think you realize what you're asking for. You're, you're going back to the third Reich era. And the thing in America is they've got guns. And they will use them. And I, I support that 100%. The Second Amendment is Jewish rights. It's women's rights. It's Scottish rights. It's your right. It's my right. American rights. Like, this is what there's... there's I there's just wish tor- Donald Trump wouldn't have attacked it so much. Oh, look, we can get back to that. Red state, red flag. That wasn't DeSantis. Well, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was a... It was... Oh, sorry. No, it was about, it was about you know, Jews being good with money. No. I say that's almost something which people have been conditioned to believe is true as a matter of fact. But there's a lot of poverty among Jews. And you look at the ultra-Orthodox community, generally speaking, there's a lot of them that live below the poverty level. So yeah. Yeah, what, what, the, what the issue is, is that there's statistical overrepresentation in very uh, public fields, politics, and they over, media. And they focus on one area specifically for a reason. It's to confirm a bias. In Montreal. In Montreal, you're going to see people like 12, 14 people living in small areas, ultra Orthodox Jews. With with the, the the whole issue there is they have too many kids yeah. to even like support. And then, uh, so it's it's that that's you know there's there's two sides to that. I'm not sure I even buy into whether or not you know. Well, there's, there's, there's also a cultural aspect of this. Now, I'm not sure how Jewish culture is like at root hardcore Jewish culture, but in like Persian community culture or Persian culture in general, it's that you do have big families that live under one roof, and it's like you get bigger houses and you you stay as a community. I'm pretty sure that through the persecution throughout time, Jews would adopt a very similar positioning, and I can completely understand why. I couldn't speak to that, but uh, th- there was there was there was one other thing that I was going to say. Oh, in terms of the trope as to why Jews get kicked out of countries, look, you try to you you don't try to legitimize it, but try to understand it. Um, you know, like I, I can understand at some point a lot of people in America saying, "Look at look." We can identify them. I mean, we'll identify the Jews because they're easier to identify. We'll ignore the you know, the Irish Catholics who partook in the in the in the impeachment as well. But you can easily identify statistically overrepresented groups that have um, overrepresentation in fields of influence. Mm. All right, well, th- that's how you can historically understand the the historical expulsions. I presume that this type of historical overrepresent or sorry statistical overrepresentation in certain fields of social influence has probably occurred throughout time. And at some point in time, people say, we don't like the way things are going. Yeah. And there's a very we need identifiable, yeah. overrepresented group that we can go after. Yeah. Um, when you look at that you kind know, of positioning, you look at the Third Reich, or you look what Hitler did, it was the scapegoat. You look at it, it wasn't even the Jews' fault. After the Treaty of Versailles, Germany had its nuts cut off. Their air force was basically disbanded. You had nothing. So when Hitler's rise to power, and it didn't happen overnight, it took him like 20 years, Hitler's rise to power, it had one, if you look at like the psychological manipulation with this. If you want to unite people, what's the easiest way to unite people? Give people a common enemy. And we see this in politics, especially. 
a lot of these things are we're going to have to fabricate this monster out of the ether. We're just going to say we're fighting, especially Democrats, we're fighting against this, this, and this, and the racism. It's like where where is this racism at that you keep claiming exists? At, you know, in the system, you, you talk about systematic racism. Show me the laws, and they don't exist. But we have to have this enemy because this enemy unites us. We saw Hitler do that with the Jews. We see the left do it to the right, the right do it to the left. We see Trump do it to Santos, to do it to Trump. This is what unites people. Hatred unites more than love does, which is a very sad state of affairs for Americans or for humans, the human race in general, but it's true. So we see this happen time and time again to unite people, give them a common enemy. And you have to be very leery when that happens. Cause it's like, wait a minute, they're manipulating people now at this point. I feel like this was happening again. There's, there's no question. I mean, it started off with uh, not, not, I'll draw the analogy. I don't care if I'm going to get in trouble when they were the unvaccinated are to blame and you have the media running with it. You got yeah. your freaking yeah. Jeffries and Joe Biden, extreme MAGA Republicans. There's no question. History history doesn't repeat, but it tends to rhyme. And that's, yeah, it that's, does. It's not the same distance, but it's the same damn direction. And we have to be careful. For it. Well, I had a, I have a friend on Twitter, and this is when the Israel thing first kicked off. And he's a Jew out of New York. And, you know, I, I used to spend my summers in New York over in Staten Island. I, I love I actually love New York. They get a really bad rap for some reason, like um, going downtown Manhattan. It's like, yeah, you got to be careful. There's certain areas like, you know, I've traveled around the world. There's certain areas that you have to be a very um, educated traveler on. It's like, okay, don't go down that back alley. Don't go into that darkly lit place. Like use some common sense, exercise some, you know, some common sense. And, you know, this guy told me, he's like, John, it's like, I grew up in New York. It's like, I, we used to tell jokes, you know, we call each other kikes, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's like, nobody took it seriously. Is it, but now John is like, I swear to God, since the Israel thing happened, he's like, there are a lot of people in our community that are legitimately afraid. They're getting spray painted on sides, like, you know, death to Jews. Like it feels like it's, it's getting very, very dangerous. It's like, Jesus, dude, it's like, I, I had no idea. It's like, yeah, bro. He's like, it's, it's, that's how we feel. It's like in New York, you can't own a gun. Like, good luck. It's like, so what am I supposed to do? I was like, yeah, I would move. I would move. But it's a shame that it comes down to that, to where like the Second Amendment and an example like this, it's like, it's your best friend. Don't rely upon the cops. You're relying on that nine mil on your hip to where it's like, if you're going to fuck with me, you're going to die. Hey, if I was a dead man. Anyway, let's get back on topic here. Did you want to respond to that? No, no, I was going to say uh, COVID warrior 77 in the <laughs> chat says Jews, pu Jews pushed the vax. And because I'm a reasonably self-reflective human, it's very difficult to just scream anti-Semitism at that. Yeah. You have to understand that. Albert Bourla, Pfizer CEO, happens to be Jewish. Uh, yeah. Whatever the woman's name was, the FDA. Uh, you, you can pick out the big players, and you can certainly understand how there's statistical overrepresentation mm. in what people now generally perceive to be. Is Fauci um, Jewish? Fauci's not Jewish, so you can. Oh but, wow! But, okay. But you don't. As someone told me this. You don't have to be a Jew to be Jewish. So oh, that's George Santos. That's George <laughs> Santos right there. It's like no, no, no. I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jewish. Like oh, you're such a liar. Um, no, but get back to the subject. Let's get back to the subject. And by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have to duck out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know we gotta end this too because we're gonna we're about. What are your predictions for Iowa? I need to know if it's a first, second, third, but it's gonna be by way of popularity. Trump, Give me your list. Haley, Haley, you think uh, Haley's Trump, gonna Haley, be the Think so. I mean, I, uh, not because of popularity, but because of the. I don't, are they having Democrats show up to vote for Haley? Like this is what I've been told, that you don't have to be a registered Republican to vote in the caucus, and you can show up the day of, and she's mobilizing actual Democrats. That's what I've been told. Um, I'm going to pick Haley as number two mm. because I don't trust. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> one. No, I, I genuinely gonna, don't. Gonna, know. I, I. I'm going to say thought, Trump. I thought you had to sign up to be a caucus voter. Now, is it specific to party? I. Ooh, that's a good question. No, I, I I know that I don't know. I don't even know. Fuck, 
I've never had. Do we have anybody in the chat that life? knows the answer to that? And I mean that you actually know versus like ah, I'm a, I'm a Facebook lawyer. It's like this running on my locals community. We would have undoubtedly. I'll ask them today. I'll get the answer. But no, I think in terms of numbers, it's going to be Trump, Haley, DeSantis, Vivek. Vivek is going to be more popular than people thought. It's going to be closer between DeSantis and Haley, and it's not going to be a good night for DeSantis. And I don't want to see the people saying. Uh, you have to be gracious in. Oh, do you think you think Trump's going to be gracious in victory? I I think Trump will. I do not think some of the more vocal Twitter uh, personalities will. Oh, bro, that's uh, Twitter personalities. You can't take that into account. Of course, that's what they're, they're. They're that's like going for Dallas Cowboy fans versus Redskins fans. Like, do you think if Dallas wins the Super Bowl, they're going to be cordial victors? Like, I think the team will, but the fans will. It's like, well, no shit, they won't. They're fans, of course not. Now, I think honestly, me personally. I yeah, think Trump it. and DeSantis, it's going to be, if Trump wins, it's going to be by a slim margin. I'm going to say 5%. I will say 5% if he does win. If DeSantis wins, it's going to be by a slim margin. If it's going to be Trump, DeSantis, it's going to be Trump, DeSantis, Nikki, or it's going to be DeSantis, Trump, Nikki. I I don't see Vivek lasting much longer. I, you know, his Q3 earnings did not look good as far as his fundraising. He was on his own dime, I believe, towards the end of it. But the Q4 reports are about to come out. We'll see where they stand when it comes to fundraising. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I'm just speculating here based upon my opinion. This isn't fact. And people look at this like, oh, you were so wrong. It's like, yeah, I was wrong. It's like, I didn't see it happening that way. But here we go. You're going to be wrong. I'm reading from NBC News, so take it for what it's worth. Okay. On Monday, the Iowa ca- they head to the caucus for the first in the nation. Okay, not first in the nation caucuses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1,657 precincts across the 99 counties. Mm-hmm. Who gets to participate? Eligible voters must be at least 18 years old by the date, whatever, which is general election day, to participate. Mm-hmm. To participate in this GOP contest, caucus goers, caucus, I love that word, Hello, yeah, must be, caucus. They must be registered with the Republican Party, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be Republicans forever. Independents or Democrats who want to participate can re-register to do so, and polling suggests a number of Iowans are taking advantage of that option. Your DeSantis is going to get smashed by Haley because they're going to get a bunch of Democrats voting for her. You think so? Uh, prediction. That, to me, that feels it. like it's unfair. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to vote in the opposing political factions caucusing. I don't like that because I feel like then you can really— do what? You can mobilize your buses. I mean, this is like this is like this is like falsifying a Twitter poll. Yeah, hey, that's why, uh, yeah, that's why I'm kind of like then your voting is skewed based upon who you want representing the. So here's at baseline is this: Why should Democrats get a say in who the GOP decides they want to run as the primary? Well, they do. They've I, done I, it. I don't. They've I don't agree it. with that. <laughs> they, they do it. <laughs> The Democrats are deciding which candidates could be on the ballot. I know that's Bada what pisses me. Is like I don't feel like that's right. I feel like if you say, say for example, like if I'm a registered Republican, I can't go vote for a Democrat. It's, it doesn't work that way in certain circumstances. So it it's like that's that's what it's saying. So like they can re-register, and you're going to get. A are, bunch you, of are you are you 100 sure that's that's correct? Where are you getting this from again? NBC News Politics uh, 2024. Hmm. I mean, I I don't trust NBC News as far as I can throw them, but on on oh yeah, specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to. If they're wrong, they're going to get fact checked sooner than later. So, All right. We got to uh, end this, but I want to end yeah. this on one good thing real quick. What are we putting down for a bet tonight, bro? What are we putting down? Let's 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 put some not money, but let's what do we want to bet on this? Uh, I, I say I can't go for a whole bottle, but let's just say we'll have a, Ooh, a liquor gets to pick scotch at a at a no. Let's go with the whole bottle because you get more more. Oh, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. more of a dollar if you buy the whole bottle than pay for a shot at the bar. You're a, a scotch guy. Uh, well, I've actually moved into gin for the for like the day to day pleasure, but okay. man, I love it. I'm 
scotch. It's just like you can't drink you can't drink a, a scotch every day. It's sort of like Oh, oh yes the hell you can <laughs> yes the well, hell you can <laughs> then they call you an alcoholic it's like what's your, okay. what's your favorite scotch i don't drink scotch i i know uh bro i'm i i've been on a port kick i've been on a tawny 10 to 20 year port kick i like port it's uh i like the taste uh but if when it, I'm, i've been doing port and wine but then again i'm still all about guinness so i have a very weird palate bro but okay so well, you pick port too expensive for what you get in the bottle. Like you get a, a three hundred dollar bottle of scotch, it lasts a lot longer than a three hundred dollar bottle. You drink of, it of, slower, of course, naturally. Tell you me get what the same do. amount. What are you talking about? Is that like you drink it slow? Because you do appreciate yeah, it more. I'll give you that. Yeah. And um, but, but no, I've always been a fan, of, more fan of scotch. But gin, gin is just a cleaner, you know, it's a cleaner yeah. flavor. And you can mix it with a lot more drinks. Out. Okay, so. You'll put up your favorite bottle of gin, and I'll put up my favorite bottle of port. I think that only runs me like 40 or 50 bucks. So you want to bet that? Yeah, fine. Mine, mine might be a little more expensive, but I'm winning, so I don't have to worry about that. Done. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfair. You fucking Jew. You fucking Jew. <laughs> you know, now, you're, now you're going down to a bottle of frog. I was going to go like a Okay, so you're saying, okay, you say, let's just make it flat. Trump wins, you win. If DeSantis wins, I win. We'll go with that. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's an unfair bet to you. Yeah, I was going to go with my order, but yes, Trump. You want to give me a handicap on that one? You want to give me some odds on that one? I'm not certain enough between Haley and, and DeSantis. Is Trump is going to be? Um, oh, oh no, okay, hold on. Trump by more than ten percent. Now let's make it flat. Oh, the, oh wait, no, no, no. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. So yours is mine's. If DeSantis wins by anything, it's a win. You're saying Trump by ten percent. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. Hold on. You let already me see said it. You already said it. You already said it. <laughs> it's a bottle of pork. Come on. You're Jewish. You can afford it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm also a lawyer. I'm going to figure out a way to weasel out of this. And over DeSantis. Do what? Trump by 10 over DeSantis. Okay. And I'm just saying DeSantis over Trump by anything at this point. I want to chat before we go. Just let me know. Am I going to get my ass handed to me? Who thinks I just made a good bet? Paul uh, chat. Yes. I made a good bet. No, I didn't. Yes, he made a good bet. No, he didn't. What do you think, chat? Rumble chat. We got like 1,400 well, we, viewers over here. And, uh, uh, John, so I'm, I might go live tonight as well. because I have, uh, Yes, nay. Uh, let's see if it's 50-50 here. I got to get to the car and do a car vlog today on um, Gonzalo Lira, who, as far as I'm going to get confirmation, has been killed is has been killed or died in, in the Ukrainian jail. Am I in trouble? Oh, there's a dog coming in here. The pa- if you could see this, do- this paralyzed dog just nudged open the door. Everybody said it's a good bet. Chad is saying it's a good bet. Okay, fine. Done. Trump Although, by 10%. Do they, are they saying it's a good bet because they want you to get a good bottle of scotch? That's the question. <laughs> no, no. I'm doing port. Remember, I just want port. You want scotch. Or no, you said gin. You said you, you pay. Uh, we'll, we'll cap it at $150. $150. Uh, $150 works. All right, bro. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for discussing respectfully your positioning. I think we need more of this. I, you know, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you for, for doing this. I, again, like I said, you're one of the rare people. And I also want to publicly apologize for talking. To, I texted you last time. I'm so sorry. I got so excited, though. Like, I love actually having someone that I can respect their positioning. It's like, look, I don't agree with your positionings on this, but I, I want to hear why you, you, you think the way you do. And I appreciate that from you and your channel, what you represent. And I know there's going to be a lot in the Santa's camp that don't like you. I get that too. I understand that. But it's like, look, I think once this thing is over, like a lot of us going to be good friends. Absolutely. This is just the thing. It's like, even in a fight, make sure you don't say something that you can't yeah. uh, not take back the next day. Fucking Jews. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if I get a dollar every time I heard that. Oh, man. Okay. 
I'd be a Jew. <laughs> All right, bro. I appreciate you. I will be live tonight, uh, live streaming this. So when those results come in, uh, we'll know the outcome, and then we'll know who's going to owe whom, whom will owe whom. Am I saying that right? I think it's probably who owes who. A bottle of uh, their favorite beverage, their favorite um, alcohol. Where can everybody find you, man? Like, like they don't know. Viva Fry on, on Rumble, the Viva Fry on Twitter, and vivabarnslaw.locals.com on Locals. Viva, always a pleasure, my man. Best of luck to you tonight, your candidate. Take care. All right, folks, that does it for the All-American Savage Show podcast today. I appreciate you tuning in here. I had to pull the the thing here because uh, the, the video runs through Skype. And unfortunately, I need to I need to use StreamYards. I know he uses that. That way you can go back to me and you can actually see me talking here. But anyway, hey, I appreciate you tuning in today. Thank you for hitting that follow and like button. If you could, go over to Rumble. Support me over there. If you guys uh, like what you heard and you want to join the All-American Savage Lost Savages chat or the Lost Savages community, we appreciate you guys. I will be live tonight. I'm not sure what time I'm going to go live. It's John Burke 39 over a Twitter. I'll let you know then. I believe the voting starts tonight at 7 p.m. I'm not sure if that's EST or CST. I'm going to um, I'm going to look that up because again, I'm excited to see where this goes. I really am. It, it, this is going to be a very interesting night, and we're going to see what happens, the outcome. And um, go to Rumble. Don't tell me what to do, bro. <laughs> nice show today, John. Thank you. Appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for those that kept it respectful. I match energy. If you come in here and you disagree and you say why, it's like, look, I'm, I'm fine discussing these things. I got no issue with that. But when people come in here and they try and insult, it's like, dude, I was a drill sergeant for three years. You're not going to beat me. Um, you're not, you're not going to beat me in the insults. But ultimately, I just like having good, good faith discussions. That's why I like bringing Viva on or David on. He's a good dude. Good dude. I like him. I like some of his position. Other positions I don't care for. I don't agree with. But that's fine because we're not going to agree 100% on every single issue out there. So anyway, talk to you guys later tonight. Be safe out there. The sun's shining here in Dallas. So I think it's probably going to heat up a little bit, melt some of the snow, make the roads safe again. And uh, we'll be back tonight to watch the unfolding of the Iowa caucus. So until next time, you stay savage, America.